Material Components Episode 75 Bitopian Blues Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thanks for having us. We're back. Hey. Thanks. A dinosaur story. <laughs> We're <Yes>. back. <laughs> From our regularly scheduled, we always record, whatever, it's fine. Uh, hey guys. I am Olivia, and I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, Half Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And before we begin tonight's session, I'd like to ask the same thing I ask every time, and that is, do you remember what happened last time? Boy, howdy. We run into the wilding. You did. And it, it went pretty dang good. We did good, guys. I'm so glad people were rolling better than I did. We're like getting <laughs> just... professional at this whole realm scar closing thing. Well, I sort would of. We got a few more hurdles. <laughs> two, two very large hurdles before before that. We're, One's we're an doing, upside we're down hurdle. That's, that's at... true. <laughs> but yes, after collecting the requisite materials, after breaking some uh, laws of reality, after gathering your allies and uh, getting over some or not getting over, but uh, resolving some emotional turmoil within the city of Fair Ames here. You had all come together once again, with some lawless pendants in hand, to set out from the besieged city into the Wilding, that strange extraplanar extrusion which has surrounded the elvish city-state and has caused the vast majority of the wildlife in the local surroundings to go crazy, wild and large. Throughout um, the day, you traveled through some oh! big, big grass. Mm -hmm. Which we now think we know why. Uh, because it is a result of uh, the plane of Bitopia spilling in through a realm scar. That's mm -hmm. true. That's what we think, at least. <laughs> uh, like, at one point, if, like a couple episodes ago, Mike was like, you don't think, I mean, it'd be weird if it was Bitopia. Like, like looking at it, you'd probably assume that it probably wasn't that one. I said that about most of the planes, to be fair. Mm -hmm. I know, but like... <laughs> oh, yeah. like getting, now that we're there, and there's like a whole sky up above that's a completely different thing, and also exists up above us? Pretty good. That's a pretty good conclusion to come to. Yeah, as you... Grew, Things are getting clearer. As you grew closer and closer to the center of the disturbance here, you saw that the sky above you was slowly transforming into an upside-down landscape. And, yeah, you now have all the evidence you need to basically suggest that you think Bitopia is spilling out onto the material plane. Uh, but whereas 
traditionally Bitopia would be a reflection of itself. It seems as though you're only getting one half of the planar influence within your material plane because uh, what you know about Bitopia is that one side is calm and pastoral while the other side is savage and wild and so you are getting a, a, we're a just, full dose of that we're wild getting, primal great we're getting the bad side <laughs> the hard to deal with side <laughs> metallic and what a strange coincidence <laughs> Can't be too easy. Uh, and speaking <laughs> of which, uh, we uh, finished the session running into not one, but two Tarasks? How did that, I put it uh, in our text message? Oh, this is going to be a magic. Uh, we're going to die to a magical shadow of the Colossus double stuffed Godzilla Oreo of dice rolling. <laughs> really, that's what exactly what you said. Actually, yeah. Yep. We yep. could have just left yep. the. Uh, Left it at that. But yes, upon reaching the location of the realm scar, that hole in reality, you discovered that. It's like um, in the middle of the sky, which is not yeah, really where it is. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a problem. Um, as it is currently several thousand feet above you, suspended between the two sandwiched layers of the plane. Uh, Sid and Cherish flew up to investigate, hopefully to cross over and to grab a, a piece of the other side, as is required by the ritual. Uh, but upon reaching the heights, you made the observation that, you know, the landscape down below you has a certain terrascal quality to it. And what? unfortunately, the... Uh, the reflection upon the the upside down world above you looked very similar, and uh, yeah, we find you there now, Cherish and Sid floating in the air, having made the sudden terrible realization that there is not landscape above and below, but enormous titanic creatures, the likes of which could destroy continents and kingdoms. And. How, like, if I had to guess as to how tall this thing is, ballparking. Several ballparks. <laughs> At many, least many ballparks. five ballparks. <laughs> and uh, in a similar vein, uh, I guess I I'm suddenly realizing um, how much of what we've been walking on is Terrasque. Is it just this mountain part or is it everything? As you are acclimating yourself to this new and terrifying understanding of the world, uh, <laughs> you are pretty sure that at least the last few hours of your journey have been upon okay. the Terrasque. Okay, uh, so it wasn't Jesus. the whole time. I no, mean, been, okay, that's a lot. I mean, it's that a lot. How could have been? It could be that like Fair Aim series also on the Terrasque. Like, okay, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 we'll go with that. I appreciate the optimism. Uh, I appreciate the optimism. Um, and as for the first question about just how tall this thing might be if it stood up, that's difficult to say. 
you don't exactly have a good read on like its legs aren't splayed out to either side of it like some kind of right. stretch Armstrong like it it's tucked down and uh, you know how cats can like sink down into like a little loaf sometimes it, it's yes. like it's it's a little bit like that but with a, a giant murder lizard huh? Okay, now you've endeared me to this creature. <laughs> <laughs> we can't kill it. You can't can see it. that one of its arms is Were we out to the gonna? Side. <laughs> yeah, we can't, absolutely can't kill it. You're right. <laughs> the, like, we are not option. physically able to kill it. It'd yeah. be tough. It would be very tough. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, the... Uh, the answer to Elliot's question sort of answered mine in the sense that it's very big. Is really it's very big. Was, Listen, the terrace could be the size of the whole valley, so like this is nothing. <laughs> yeah, the whole valley just rests on the back of a terrace, which is on the backs of a four elephants. Four elephants, which rests on the back uh-huh. of a massive turtle. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It could be that. That's what the genre sheer believes. Just like in real life. (laughs) (laughs) They believe in this world. Wow. But it's not, so it's fine. For now. For now. All right. So, yes, uh, those of you below, so Grawl and. Tirza, as well as your other companions, which include the Rift Keepers, Etsuko and Arbadon, and your fellow threadless uh, Judah Sunpalm, and the erstwhile dragon uh, Darren Dunn, uh, all feel the slight rocking beneath your feet as you stare up at your two flying companions. Uh, what the two people in the sky saw was this massive arm sort of just like slowly like curling a little bit as though it was, like, reshuffling its position to be a little bit more comfortable. And below, you feel a sh- bone-rattling earthquake. And how, how far up are Sid and Cherish? You are roughly 2,000 feet in the air at the moment. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, so we cannot communicate with them. Well... <sighs> <laughs> gonna be good and you have about seven minutes good. left on your fly spell cherish okay around you the whole world is diffused with uh, low golden light that is emanating from this portal that as I've described before is dozens of feet wide it is easily the largest realm scar you've ever seen and it is also strange by the fact that it is suspended in open air as opposed to protruding from some surface yeah. Okay, well, um, I mean, we should hurry. Should we warn them that they're standing on a creature? I think uh, we know. I think. Actually, no. No? No, we don't. No, it felt like an earthquake. It's like, oh boy, they better the hurry because there's no. an earthquake. It, 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 oh. From above, what looked like a subtle shift of a creature readjusting itself in sleep resulted in an earthquake to those of you standing below. Okay, the thing is not actively standing up. Not yet. Not yet. I'd like to cast sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Um... At the ground. (laughs) 
we should probably... It doesn't look like it's waking up, so we should probably warn them to not make too much sound. I mean... Sure. How many how many spell slots you got? How many flies can you cast? Um, a, like a couple. But like, I also have to, you know, channel my power into you to close this thing. I don't want to use up too much of it. True. Good point. All because right. we because we don't because we don't know how much we're going to need to close this. That's true. Well, I guess we should probably go then. We should try and get something. Uh, sooner we get back, the, the better. Yeah. Grawl, it looks like they're just suspended in air up there. Do you think everything's okay? I, 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 I don't know. Everything's weird around here. It could be crazy. It could be just fine. I mean, it's probably fine. No, what it would, everything's bad right now. It's always bad around these things. <laughs> Right. Um, it's so much worse than you could imagine. Like, way worse. <laughs> like, so unbelievably worse. Uh, okay. Um, also, would have been a good thing to think about before right now, but mm. I did just remember. Mm. When we came back, when I was coming back through the portal from the Beastlands to here, the pendant got all weird and tried to, like, peace out. Hmm. So, try to That's keep that under control. <laughs> the last time, I wasn't able to. Oh, let's okay. Let's see how this time goes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I is there any way we could assist each other with that? <laughs> Give each other a big hug. Yeah. <laughs> As we fling through the portal. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh so the two of you just hop on through? I mean Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Okay. I don't think that's a good laugh, Mike. Do I don't think it's good. <laughs> so, great. the rest of you on the ground see Cherish and Sid sticking to the plan and rushing into the uh, the the open portal. So, in a experience that you've had now only once before, uh, mm -hmm. though you're beginning to have a, a a better sense of planar travel in a way because you've been flung to and fro uh, between the strange hybrid plane a few times and the beast lands and a couple of other instances in which uh, planar travel was um, closely avoided to mm -hmm. locations unknown. Thanks to friend Tirza, you mm -hmm. have uh, n now have a, a little bit of a better idea of how to situate yourselves when doing this sort of thing. Um, and as such, the the checks to uh, maintain control over your lawless amulets aren't as bad as they might be. So that's okay. good. Yay. But you do feel 
as you're traversing the blind infinities, the, the strange twisted amulets that are hanging about your necks begin to writhe and twist in an unnatural way. And there is a horrible sensation that they've suddenly come alive in a weird way. And what do you do to try to maintain control over the now lawless amulets in these brief moments of transition as they attempt to flee away into the uh, the planar river that you traverse? Eat them. Can I, like, take off my cloak and try and, like, smother it, like, to my chest? Okay, so you want to make some kind of athletics check to just hold it to yourself? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, uh, assert some power over it like I did last time. Uh, which I think was Arcana? You want to try to impose your will on the, yes. the strange, squirming thing. Uh, yeah, you could use Arcana to try to say no, but no. in a magical hey. sense. Hey, hey, no. Bad lawless pendant. I'm going to use advantage. Don't fuck me. Oh, yes. Yes. Pretty good for that. To believe. That's an 18. Uh, 16 plus 7, 23. 23. Oh, very good. Um, you have a plus 7 to athletics? I do. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. You thought he was a weak boy. He's I mean, not. Yeah. He's a strong boy. Well, I, I, I make <laughs> I make it work for me. Uh, yeah, you, Sid, just grab this thing and hold it to your chest. Like, no, don't no. leave me. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> I need you. Uh, <laughs> uh, whereas, Cherish, with Maz's help, you attempt to assert mental dominance over this pendant. And for the briefest of moments as you're making this transition, you see the squirming, writhing metal of the pendant that you're wearing, Cherish, suddenly become a five-clawed sigil. Good. Oh. Good. I love that. I love it so much. And then suddenly... You find yourselves on the other side of the portal, and nothing seems to have changed. You seem to be in the same location you were before. Ah, but what if we look up? Looking up, you see the mountainous paths you've just traversed. You see the uh, the, the your party far, far, far below you. And uh, looking down, you see the more pastoral lands uh, that were All above right. you before. Can can we see them still? Or no? Have they disappeared? You watched them go through the portal and then emerge on the other side of it as though they just went through a plane. Oh, okay. Cool. Ugh, this is, like, mind-boggling to think about. Um... Okay, well, let's get down there and find something. Hell yeah. So you shoot downward? Yes. Which yes. is upward towards your uh, allies, or away yeah. from your allies? Yeah. 
Um, and as you do, you are setting a course for the second Terrask that you are flying towards. This one, you begin to notice the difference as you fly towards it. The one you witnessed that your friends are still standing on was this large, spined creature with armor plating and ridges of bone and spikes that resemble just landscape features. And this one does resemble landscape, but it lacks all of the, the jagged protrusions of the Tarask on the other side. It seems to be a much, like, gentler uh, version of the creature. Obviously, you don't know its temperament, but in terms of its just physical appearance, it doesn't have the same armored extrusions. It, it's the difference between, like, a, a Triceratops and an Ankylosaurus. Like, one has these big spikes of armor and horrible, destroying, battering ram of a tail, and one, like, yeah, it still has some horns, but it's, like, not every part of its, it's body is designed to kill you. wildflowers. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to say it was one made is... entirely out of marshmallow and cotton candy. One is objectively good and one is objectively shit, like with an Ankylosaurus and a Triceratops. <laughs> which is which? I'll let you decide. Hmm. Uh, yeah, let me know on that one. This is the one that St. Martha baptized. Um, okay, so. <laughs> As you are flying towards it, though, you definitely notice that this one is maybe a little smaller, even. I mean, the scale is tremendous. It's still a enormous creature, but mm -hmm. the one above you could, like I said, swallow towns whole. This one, maybe neighborhoods. Yeah, gotcha. And you're flying just down straight towards it? Is it awake? Is this one awake? You don't think so. It's not moving anyway. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm trying to remember is the thing we grab, does it have to be like organic or can it just be anything? You've traditionally grabbed a piece of a creature. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't have to be living, but I think it had to, it has to have been alive at some point. And okay. specifically from this plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. You dodged that a little bit because the devils you encountered south of uh, Blue Gulch had come right. through the portal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're not entirely sure on the specific rules of it. There's no, like, history... I mean, I'm probably the wrong character to be asking this question, but... You could have uh, to cherish. Uh, there's... <laughs> No history of a creature being this large in the valley, is there? The like even stories you would have about Terasks specifically would predate the valley, yeah. There are, of course, like, cryptid-esque stories of enormous creatures in Lake Quelio. There right. is Pyrescale, who is enormous in his own right, um, mm -hmm. and he's like a unknown fact of the valley is like, oh yeah, there's this big red dragon and he'll fuck you up. Yeah. Um, there is rumors of enormous creatures that live in the Eastwood, but n nothing like this is a known quantity in the valley, no. I'm starting to wonder if maybe the Tarask on our side was actually like, maybe we didn't need to come over here, but 
Um, yes, but the other problem with that is obtaining a any kind of organic piece from it. Because, like, Terrasks are famously hard to hit. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Hitting them isn't necessarily the issue. Well, it's... Uh, hit, capital H hit. Sure. <laughs> Impacting them in yeah. any sort of meaningful way. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. Either way, we're already here, so um, let's grab like a bird or something and then yeah. fly, fly back through. <laughs> Okay. Uh... So you're yeah, I currently oh, flying okay. downward towards the surface. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, coursing down, there is a delightful, cool breeze that rolls through the air here as you get closer to the surface. The oh. war, the weather here is just delightful and warm. It's maybe like low 70s and sunny with a nice cool breeze rolling across the hills uh, as you descend you are immediately caught by the the smell of uh, growing things but not oppressively so as opposed to what you've been trekking through the last three days mm -hmm. this is the smell of a farmland from a hilltop you definitely see some fields of wheat off in the distance there are roads that there's actually even a road that winds around the like lower extremities of this terrasque. And as you go closer and closer, like you stop seeing the terrasque and you're just approaching a series of hills that this road kind of winds around. Mm -hmm. uh, the green grass here kind of rolls in a lovely little slope in the distance. There is a flock of big white woolly sheep. Made it to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. A little bit, yeah. Like, there are definitely some, like, snow-capped mountains in the distance that you begin to see. That, uh, yeah, you're, you're getting a very, like, this is just beautiful, beautiful landscape here. Do the, 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 for, for diagrams, uh, do the circles that we draw have to be a specific size, or what is the what is the specifics on that? There is no specifics on it. The larger the diagram, the more power is needed to make it work. But other than that, yeah, fair enough. Power, okay. unlimited power. Um, can I keep my eye out? Well, how close are we to the ground slash terrasque at this point? Uh, if you're just heading straight down, you could get down to it in a matter of a minute and a half, two minutes. Great. Um, I'm keeping my eye out for some kind of animal, something small that could be car easily carried back over. Well, I mean, we could also just, like, take a hunk off of a sheep. I, I closed the Beastlands one with caribou that you vomited up, so... Right. Cool. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, Sorry to I'm, remind you of that, but... <laughs> technically, I don't remember it at all, so, you know, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Only Tirza was traumatized that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's true. Sheep would be easier to grab. Um, how close are we to the sheep? Uh, they're probably a few hundred feet off. Uh, they're in a distant pasture that's uh, maybe towards the Laterasque's head. For eating. For eating. Uh, is there anything... Do I see anything closer? Any animals closer? Give me a perception check. Um, I'll assist. Okay. Oh, don't mind if I do. Perception, yes. Wow. Rolled a four and a three. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. I get a plus ten, so fourteen. <laughs> okay. Uh, you see that there is a, a low track up near that direction that kind of winds around the Tarask's head. And as you are now gliding above it, you see that the landscape is... I mean, it's consumed this Tarask. If you're on the ground level, it just looks like hills. There's grass growing over this thing. From above, you could definitely make out the, the bigger picture of the cycle. That is clearly a big monster. But once you're down at ground level, it's much harder to discern. Uh, I mean, that's clearly evidenced by the one you were hiking across for the last few hours. Mm-hmm. But whereas that one is sort of like accreted stone and earth on top of it, this one has pastoral grasslands that have sort of consumed it. Um, and you see that on this low track, as you grow closer to this pasture, there is a, a big wooden fence that kind of like sections off uh, several miles of pasture land here uh, that pens in these sheep. And there is a... Uh, a figure sitting on the edge of this fence not far away that uh, appears to be uh, just, like, lazily swinging what looks like an axe. Uh, so a humanoid of some sort? Humanoid of some sort. Uh, you have to get closer to actually, like, see what they look like. They appear to be smallish in stature, uh, childlike in proportions. And, yeah, they're swinging what looks like a, a double-bladed axe of some kind, kind of lazily. All right, Cherish, it's time. Let's murder a kid. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Sid, I thought you had gotten past all of that. Um, you know. Um, uh, well, maybe we don't have to steal a sheep. Maybe we can buy a sheep. Kid. Yeah. Steal a kid. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, maybe we can just uh, buy one. Yeah, sure. I see our transition into evil party is going swimmingly. Oh. <laughs> hey, they're the ones who went through the portal. They're the evil they're on the evil side now. <laughs> Land good, people bad. Oh boy. Uh yeah. Can we fly closer to this uh individual? Feeling well met. <laughs> Hello from the sky. Uh, so you fly closer and closer, and eventually you see this person is wearing uh, what looks like some kind of very fancy uh, frock coat of some kind. Uh, they're definitely wearing striped pantaloons and uh, that end kind of above, just below the knee with uh, bright daffodil yellow socks that come up from buckled shoes. 
they've got, and you see this from behind, even as you approach, the most tremendous set of sideburns slash mustache you've ever seen that are intertwined with one another and come out to either side of their face in like a, a spiraling almost... Um, you know those big, like, lollipops that have, like, the, the spirals mm -hmm. on the sticks? It looks like one of those coming out either side of his face as his bright blonde hair uh, of his mutton like chops Lord and mustache. Lic it's like Lord Licorice. A little bit. Um, yeah, and you see him just kind of, like, lazily batting at the air. It looks like he's, like, flicking at a fly occasionally with this double-bladed battle axe. Uh, and he appears to be human? Uh, proportions is definitely halfling or gnome. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you would say it was a child from a distance, but when you see the prodigious facial hair, that sort of uh, lets you believe otherwise. Gotcha. That are just, like, the most robustly bearded child you've ever seen. It happens. It could happen, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you call out? Yes. Hello there! Greetings. See the figure kind of like glance over her shoulder, and you can see uh, a well weathered face with the bright golden skin, and you catch the gleam of a of some kind of shining eye looking over their shoulder that just catches the light. No and uh, you'll hear a voice says, Ah, oh, finally they're here. But it doesn't come from the person, because the person will just say, I see them, I see them. Uh, I look around. Is there someone else? No. Oh, it's probably his uh, forge bound. And this figure yeah, will kind of swing around and hop off the fence, and yeah, you see that it is this gnome with uh, bright, bright, shining eyes that are continually changing color. They... When you get a good look at his face, you can see these almost kaleidoscopic uh, fractals where his eyes should be, and they're continually shifting and sliding and changing colors and shape. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Sid. This is Cherish. Uh, sorry to drop in on you, but uh, we're hoping... No, it's uh, fine. You were expected. Um, we were expected. The uh, well, you come from uh, from up there, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Little later than I thought, but uh, hey, what are they gonna do? I'm sorry. How did you know we were gonna be here? Uh, a bird told me. Like a literal a bird? Like, that's not just a turn of phrase? <laughs> well, he likes to be called Robin, anyway. Oh. Mm, gotcha. Cool. Alright. Mm -hmm. Um. We'll okay. Just, just pass by that. Uh, those yeah. sheep over there, are those yours? No, they don't belong to me. A uh, bit of a pickle you found yourselves in, though, yeah? Uh, you could say that. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty big pickle we found ourselves in. Couple of big pickles, I should say. <laughs> yep. Is there... Do you know who these sheep belong to? Or if there's a 
farm nearby, or...? Oh, the, the sheep, they belong to a old man sprig blast cap over the hill. He, uh... It's a good v- name. Very attached to name. his sheep. This might be a strange question, and you might not know the answer to it. Does he have any animals he's not super attached to? Cherish <laughs> doesn't laugh while saying that. I just can't help myself. I don't think so, though, uh... Poaching is definitely frowned upon in this place. Yeah, that's why we were kind of hoping to maybe purchase a chicken or something. Hmm. What is it you're trying to do here, anyway? We need to bring something back Hmm. with us. Something living. Why is that? Well? Can Can I get a read on this guy? Is he like? Yeah, I'm gonna make an insight check. Sure. Well, I'm trying to figure out what I what I'm inciting about. Like, I just seem sus as hell. I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's an eight. So yeah, I'm basically telling this guy my fucking life story. Well, you Sorry, you man. just it, you definitely it's tough to read this guy. He's got a bit of a quirk smile on his face that kind of twitches the mustache up a little bit in an angle. Um, he's now resting the battle axe on one shoulder, and the battle axe is definitely at odds with how this guy's dressed in sort of semi-elegant frippery. Yeah, it's definitely strange. Uh, character sheet. Um, yeah, my insight's not, I didn't roll that good. I got a 14. He definitely, you get the sense that this guy's sizing you up, maybe? Not for malicious purposes, but he's definitely, he's trying to read you while you're trying to read him. Gotcha. Uh, look, we're just trying to close the portal. Um, a lot of stuff is spilling, spilling uh, uh, into where we're from. Uh, yes, don't you've got a bit of a people. problem, yeah? Shurok yeah, is yeah. Uh, definitely doing a number where you're from. Shurok. That's, that's the the, uh, the Tarask. Mm-hmm. No, that's the plane. Shurok, he'll point up and he'll point down and say, Dothian. Gotcha. Writing that down. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is uh, definitely. A lot of people are in danger at the moment, uh, so the sooner we can solve this problem, the better. Would you mind uh, helping us? How many people? Yes. Whole, uh, like upwards of thousands and then possibly more if it can't be contained. Hmm. Curious. Where did you say you were from again? The valley? I don't know. The material plane, more or less. And he'll raise an eyebrow and stare at you, Cherish, and say, Really? Didn't think there was much of that left. There's about to be a lot less. Yeah. Hmm. A noble endeavor, then. If there's anything left of the material plane. I mean, you know, we make do. Um, Could you... 
introduce us to this sprig fellow? Perhaps I could do this, but uh, I, I think you need to ask yourselves a question first, though. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Would it be so bad if whatever it is you're doing did not happen? Yeah. Yes. Why is that? Unequivocally. Um, uh, sorry, you must you must have not heard. <laughs> Hold on, I have, a, I have a presentation I can give. Um, yes, please, go ahead. One second. Sure. You got this. <laughs> I have visuals. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> let's do this thing. Like, basically smash cut to, like, a mushroom cloud explosion and Cherish being like, and that's why it would be bad if we didn't do that. <laughs> so there's, like, a, see there, right there in the mushroom cloud, that's where, like, our friends and our families and our like and everyone we've we ever care cared about. about they're all there and they're all at risk and they're all counting on us and in this mushroom cloud they're now dead <laughs> and so are we probably and uh a voice will from you're not quite sure where uh but it's definitely coming from the direction of this person who's gonna say are you happy now girl are you happy now that they have spilled their guts to you and he will glance at the axe and say, Who asked you? Forgebound? Definitely, I would love to hear what more of what the axe has to say. If it is the voice coming from the axe, I don't mean to be presumptive. And he will glance at you and glance at the axe and uh, say, Do not mind Arudina. What does she know? It sounds like a lot. Uh, and the axe will say, I know enough to know when an old gnome is jerking around two adventurers. Sounds pretty knowledgeable to me. So, are you going to help us, or are we going to have to look somewhere else? And the axe will say, Oh, he's going to help you one way or the other. And Excellent. He's just going to, like, look at the axe like, Come on! <laughs> I know the feeling. Oh, I know that feeling. And he'll say, Yes, a mutual friend told me you would be coming, and I have come to lend a hand. Great. And because Excellent. neither of us rolled well enough on our insight check, that's true. Um, Seems on the up and up. Yep. Okay, so we need to get some kind of organic matter. We were hoping the sheep, but uh, I think uh, that might... Yeah, don't follow. Really... And he will start okay. lumping right. off of the fence and moving towards a section of the hill, which you know chops a off terrorist. a finger. Oh my god, like, oh god, you didn't have to do this! <laughs> Alright, Cherish, be ready for an ambush. I know he seems on the up ambush. and up, but you never know. Okay, if you say so. And as he's walking and you've fallen behind him, he'll say, eh, Apologies, introductions, probably. I am, I am called Garl. It's good to finally actually meet you, Garl. Um, as I said, Sid, Cherish. Cherish, yeah. This is uh, Stormpiercer. Um, and Maz, but she doesn't talk to anyone else but me. And Stormpierce will say, What ho, good gnome! 
And Gar will say, <laughs> no, sure. <laughs> gnome, not gnome. Close enough, anyway. Maybe once upon a time. But again, I have to ask you, why is it you're doing all of this, running around, trying to close the, all of these, what is it, holes? You're not paying attention to my presentation? No, no, I got that, but you're not, uh, what's the word, uh, correct. That is not what would happen. Not a big explosion, anyway. Well, it's mostly just for flavor. I've been told that I get a little uh, boring to listen to sometimes, so I just tried to spice it up a little bit. Mm. Smash cut to a flashback, a flashback of Grawl sleeping through every single presentation. Yeah. <laughs> Flies flying into his mouth, taking some of the popcorn, and then back out. Yeah. I mean, do you know specifically what would happen if we, I mean, if we didn't? I, it's weird that we have to explain it. It seems, I mean, we don't really know other than people will die. People always die. Well, right, yeah, our bodies are all slowly oxidizing, but, like, if we can prevent people dying before their time or whatever. Hmm. Interesting. And the axe will say, you should just tell them. Yes, please. He's a dragon, I swear. Carl's gonna shake his head and go, No, that we can't do that. You know the rules. Rules? Oh. Oh. <gasps> oh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, now it makes sense. And Although, I guess it wasn't there for that conversation with about... Um, And oh gosh, notes. Well, are there any loopholes? I'm pretty good at loopholes. And Garl will glance back mm -hmm. at you, Cherish, with a, a glimmering kaleidoscopic eye and give you a wink and a smile, and he'll say, Maybe. Hmm. Perhaps but first things first, and he'll make his way to, like, a, a slow rise that you come to, and you would know that this is, like, the protrusion of one of the, the Terrasque's limbs, and he'll uh, bring up the battle axe uh, and start chopping at the turf. Are we... wait. The limb Are... of the... T should we... maybe we shouldn't wake this thing up? Yeah, are you... And he'll glance towards you, and as he's like, stops swinging, goes, You need a piece from this side, yes? I mean... Yeah, yeah, but like, aren't you worried about waking it up? Ah, it's not going to notice. Do you notice in the night if a little bug comes and takes a little piece of skin? No, you sleep through it, you slap it, maybe. I mean, okay, yeah, but like... Yeah, if we get that second one is not like a great. <laughs> hey, it won't even feel it. 
and he keeps he turns back and starts chopping at the the turf again. Hey, Axe, is that true? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Axe's name. Oh fuck, I forgot to write down the Axe's name. And Arundina, who. Ar- Arundina was the axe, and she will say, probably. Comforting. Comforting. All right. Mm-hmm. They've yes, certainly I'm... cut through tougher things. And yeah, he starts, he pulls out eventually this big clump of turf, and you can see that it does just kind of come away like turf, like a big square of, he grabs the grass, and with uh, an amount of strength that is pretty spectacular for a gnome of his size, will just haul this big cube of dirt and turf and grass out, and it reveals this rough, scaly skin, maybe about two feet down. Okay. So far, so good. He'll turn back towards the two of you and say, So this thing you're going to do, it will uh, close that hole, yes? Stop uh, Shurok from leaking all over the place. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. And then what? Well, I go to the next one. It's not... Mm going to be quite as nice as this, unfortunately. No. That is why I ask. You prefer the abyss to this place? No. The abyss? I just said it's not going to be great. Mm. Two holes. This is what we were told. There are two holes that cause the big problems. The third, eh, it does not grow. But that is because the maker, he is stodgy. Does not want any of his bounty to share with the place that you are in. But Shurok cannot be contained. And the abyss is infinite. These two grow exponentially. Which is why they have to be closed. Cherish, I'm not following any of this. Me either. Okay. I feel like we keep, like, going around in circles a little bit. Right now, there is two holes in the place you are in. Yes. Well, three, but two that matter. Right. Two that matter. Mm -hmm. The two holes, they push... At the place you are from. Mm-hmm. But they push at the same time. They push together. They push against one another. You close one, suddenly the other one can push a lot harder. Ah. Uh, see? Well, the okay. idea is we were going to close the other one as soon as possible. That better be pretty soon indeed. Yeah. So, you still want this? Yes. Okay. It will turn back to the hole. If we had closed the other one first, who knows how long the wards would last. And I'm looking at Sid. 
kind of point of view. I agree. Garl will just shrug and say, It's the interesting thing about you mortals. Choice. So weird. And he'll turn and start chopping at the Terrasque flesh. And with a couple of quick slices uh, that seem to have the effect of a hot knife through butter, he'll just peel off a bit of scale that is, like, a good size. Like, if you kept this, you could probably turn it into some piece of armor or something. Like, it is a long strip of Terrasque flesh. Um, Damn. And he'll proffer it towards you. Uh, thank you. And I, I take it. You, uh, Sid, yes? That's correct. Last name Emberlight? That is also correct. Hmm. Don't let the, uh, the old bird lead you down the wrong path. He's a fun drinking buddy, but I would not recommend playing cards with him. Who do you mean specifically? <laughs> Rules, you see. Also, he would take it as an unkindness if I were to uh, dissuade someone from his path. But uh, I am a kind old soul. And you seem like a good kid. Hmm. Thank thanks. Well, you I'm have what you need, yes? Mm hmm. Uh, thank you for helping us. Well, it is not very often that I help people from the, uh, where was it you said you were from? The material plane? Right, right. That place. Yeah. Well, well, we appreciate it a lot. Yes, you have been incredibly helpful. Thank you very much, Garl and uh, Arundina. <laughs> uh, well, shall we? Get to it. Yeah, yeah. And I will cast fly on Sid and I again. Very good. Just uh, remember this choice you are making. All the choices you are making. They are important. They will have great... Um, oh, what is the word? Ripples. We've already experienced some. We're trying I'm our sure best you to, have. We're trying our best to do what we can. Well you can Same. you can do a great many things, I'm sure. Well, we have a great many things we still need to do. I'm sure there will be 
unforeseen consequences, but <laughs> all we can do is our best. There always are. But trust me when I say you have everything you need to handle the situation. Thank you. Just don't forget what you brought with you, yes? I, re I refer to this, like, big slab I have over my shoulder. <laughs> yes, of course. God. All right. I think he meant friendship. Oh. That's just my opinion, but... Right, yeah. He is the friend we made along the way. <laughs> Finally, friend we made along the way. Although this Sprig fellow you spoke of earlier sounds very intriguing. Maybe Listen, should... Sid, I don't think we have the time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Sid, I am as interested in Sprig Blast Cap as anyone. <laughs> Believe me. All right, well. I will yeah, tell them that you said hello. Thank you. Thank you. It's for some reason very important that you do so. <laughs> Up, up, and away. And you can see here Arundina calling behind you. Have fun! <laughs> Have fun, Strawberry the Castle! <laughs> It'll take a miracle. It'll take a miracle. <laughs> and you recast Fly and speed upward with a large slab of Terrasque scales given to you by this strange gnomish figure uh, flying upwards you like begin to lose track of the figure as you go farther and farther upwards as the, the landscape disappears below you um, and you head back towards the realm scar meanwhile on the other side of reality Tirza <laughs> like Grawl yeah. What have you been doing this whole time? The ground beneath you shook for one terrible moment, but uh, then there was nothing as Cherish and Sid disappeared towards the, the world above you. I, I mean, I think Tirza, at least, is just waiting with, like, bated breath. It's the, like, anxiety of knowing that something is happening, but, like, you don't know you're like, ah, something is wrong, but I don't know what it is. Anxiety. Uh, anxiety <laughs> disorder. That's what I'm oh, trying nice. to describe. Correct. Uh, yeah, I think Tirza is just like like watching the portal mm -hmm. really intently, like waiting for them to come out. Grawl, what are you up to? Um, Grawl is trying to figure out how uh, in the world, they are going to close the portal because usually when we do the like diagram thing, we do it like encircling the portal, right? This is true. Yeah. And given that it is up in the air, uh, hundreds and hundreds of feet, I don't know how we are going to do that. It's a very good question. And as you're kind of nervously watching the, the portal Tirza and Grawl is trying to do the math. I'm just like, no, it's too high. Um, <laughs> I could try to jump it, but I mean, it's going to be really difficult. 
Uh, Arbadon is kind of standing next to you, his arms folded, kind of just be like, yeah, I can maybe throw somebody up there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Etsuko is off to the side, kind of uh, doing what Tirza's doing, but in a more silent and still fashion. And uh, Darren Dunn is kind of just staring into the middle distance. He licks his lips occasionally, and you can see his hand pawing at a pocket where an onyx donkey figurine might have once been, but is no longer. No. Oh, yeah, like the two people that he would actually care if they died are up there. <laughs> oh. And tears a, a voice behind you will say, It's all very nerve-wracking, isn't it? Oh shit. Tirza will jump like a full foot in the air. <laughs> like she's just so intent on the portal that that scares the shit out of her. How close does Tirza get to the portal? Maybe we could use that nervous energy to propel us up. <laughs> well, well Mike, well Mike said it was 2000 feet and I said 1 foot, so 199 <laughs> or 1999 feet. Hey, you've gotten closer than Away. any of Grawl's attempts. <laughs> Y'all can't jump, <laughs> like at all. And um, I don't understand it. Yeah, turning uh, suddenly, you find yourself staring at Robin Goodfellow, who uh, long feathered hat on cap on his head, uh, green tunic across his chest, uh, slim tights going down his uh, legs to uh, shoes that are now curling and bedecked with bells. You have no idea how he snuck up on you with wearing jangly shoes the way he is. Uh, but he's got his chin in his hand, and he's looking up at the portal with the same intensity that you had. What? Uh, hello. Um, what are you? What are you doing here? Oh, making sure you're getting the job done. weird uh <laughs> last we heard you were uh, making your way to fair aim fear and the lord of the hunt sent you on the way it seems though you didn't use his blessing so eh, more the better i suppose his blessing you mean him turning sid into a werewolf a horrible vicious monster that attacked people and yeah tried to fighting eat wasn't it I mean, sort of. That's not the point, though. I, no, we didn't need his help. Who are, who sent you? Oh, that would be the Faen Moot. You said, Tiatha. I think uh, I mentioned them before. You have, I just, I wasn't sure if it was a specific person or not. And here's um, the funny thing, Tirtha. It's a little bit like last time, actually. There's this Feyenmoot, this gathering of Archfey, and they they all have a very specific um, directive when it comes to you, particularly. And then each individual has a rather different viewpoint on the scenario. Right, yes, I've 
met various archfey and I had to desperately remember what you said about them. Mm, yes, it was to, quite a long list. I, me or not. I probably should have wrote it down. More of a spoken word kind of guy, though, you know. It's um, meant to be acted aloud. Thought with how I felt about these sorts of things. Um, can I look, like, just do a quick glance over to Grawl and Arbidon and Etsuko if I can see her, but, like, uh, do they see him? Grawl is, it just me? is talking to herself. <laughs> you, you okay over there? Doing good? Everyone else is staring at you, Tirza. Great. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Robin, you don't want to introduce yourself to the rest of our group? <laughs> very droll, Tirza, very droll. Oh, shit. Uh, of course. Um, so what, I mean, I know you can't tell me we've learned all about the rules and not being able to ask direct, direct questions and whatever your nonsense is, but are you here to help or to hinder what we're doing? I am simply here to observe and report back to the the fact that you're able okay. to see me, I think, says more about you than it does about me. And Arbidon is kind of, like, looking at the space you're talking at, and is just, like, raising his axe and pointing at it, like, <laughs> Do you want me to... <laughs> what's there, what's you want me to kill this empty space? Uh, poor Arbidon. He hasn't gotten to do, like, any of the shit he's good at. <laughs> uh, and... Tirza will just kind of do like a slight hand wave like, no, it's fine. Maybe later. If I can convey a maybe later with my hand gesture then I'd like to. And Etsuko is definitely casting a spell under her breath. Um, so you're just here to observe. The Feyen Moot has no... Well, no, that's not true, because you just said the Fae and Moot has one opinion on what we're doing, and the individual me members have differing opinions. I don't suppose you'd enlighten me to those. Right, Robin? Well, I can enlighten you about one thing, Tiatha, and that is, the Fae and Moot has an opinion about what you are going to do, not about what you and your friends are doing now. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, Again, it I... might not even be something that you're going to do just now. All I know is what the Blood Crone told the Feyenmoot. You remember the Blood Crone, right? Or you will uh, remember is... the Blood Crone? It gets really confusing with people who can see the future. Right. Um, yeah, no, haven't been acquainted, know her by reputation. Um, okay, well, if you're here to observe, then observe away. I 
not doing much of anything, so you could go back and report that to them. Hmm. hmm. Well, at the very least, you're trying to uh, stitch this up, yes? Yes, of course we're closing the realm scar. Of course you are. Good to know. I think Tirza, like, doesn't... Yeah, I'm just gonna... He's gonna be confusing, which he is, because he's fucking Puck. I'm gonna ignore him. Unless he continues to talk to me. <sighs> um, actually, really quick question. Does Sadagar have any opinion about that? Him? Sadagar's opinion is one of mistrust, but of curiosity. Yep. Yeah. Whereas Tears is more just straight mistrust. Okay. And um yeah. Yeah, specifically you get an image from Sadagar of a creature similar to Puck but not the same. You get a, a, a brief flash of a creature dressed in more mottled greens and more rough-spun clothing, wearing uh, a strange bone-white mask with a symbol etched into its face. What is the symbol? It is a, uh, a crescent, like almost a little bit greater than a semicircle, but not a complete circle, with three lines running down. Through, one through the gap in the circle and one each through either side of where the circle almost ends. Okay. That is maybe enough to pique Tears' interest, but she... Instead of watching the the realm scar, I think she's just like trying to get I don't know, any sort of read on on Robin Goodfellow. Um, but if he's not gonna say anything to her then <laughs> You stare intently at him and his eyes are still cast upwards towards the, the realm scar. Uh, but as you stare at him you can see a smile creep even larger across his face as though he's aware of your gaze, and his eyes will flash down towards you. And he'll say, Did you see it? When you stopped your friends from going to the Feywild? You... you mean... the wall and what's beyond it? Hmm, yes. Yes, I... Genuinely didn't think it was there. Hmm. Why on earth do you think your people would say something like that? I've always wondered. 
I don't know. I, I if we had had known that there was somewhere else to go, so I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Oh, I'm sure. That might be part of the problem, though. Have you ever thought of that? If you... If you mean the Fae and Moods problem, then I don't really care about that. <laughs> I'm... Don't laugh at me! <laughs> uh... I'm... I can't just not know. Of course. That's so, oh, so delicious. And he'll finally tear his eyes away from the portal and stare at you. This, this is what I love about you mortals. Always picking, always looking. Ah, oh, delicious. You just can't What else yourself. are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to just not try to understand? Just let ourselves be lied to? No, you misunderstand. It's this, it's the curiosity. It's the not accepting the role you are born into. It's not being a part of something. It's being apart from something. Ah, oh, delicious. Uh, the, the role you're born to line just, like, sc fucking scrapes on Tirza, and she, like, abruptly goes silent again. We all felt it, though, when you pulled your friends back from the brink. Every archfey in the Eastwood felt it. <laughs> Ah, the tug of a string we had thought cut. And now, what wondrous possibilities this raises. Where... Where was it trying to send them? The Do you know? Fane, the Feywild? Or whatever's left of it anyway. Okay. You You don't know. I just assumed that the Archfey would cross over as they wanted to. <laughs> oh, little cage keeper. You have so many answers still yet to find. You don't call it a cage it would help. for nothing. Why would the Archfey stay here well, if there was a whole other world to gallivant in? Why would creatures <laughs> like the Elves of Fair Ancia <laughs> stick around if there were moons to follow under the stars of Corellon? Well, they're... Even if there isn't somewhere to go, they're trying to do that anyway, but... 
<laughs> oh, and that would have been a glorious sight had they tried. If you think that hole in the sky up there is large, you should have seen what would happen if a whole city tried to bury its way through. <laughs> Glad you've... Glad you find that amusing. I find I... all this terribly amusing. Is... is there... Is there... Grawl, are you doing anything while Tears is having this conversation oh, to seemingly I nobody? Mean, what, 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 I what just do you like... want me to do? Like, Full I, I, on having a conversation with myself. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just asking if Grawl is doing anything other than just watching. I, but, uh, I'm going to try and keep an eye out if if uh, Tirza is conversing with uh, Puck. That can't be good. But I don't think he's done anything actively like to sabotage us that we're aware of. Mm -hmm. So I. <laughs> think it's okay okay like have this conversation like i can't do anything about it dog uh, well, that's fair i'll ask him about the cop Bayoun if you want <laughs> um uh, uh I mean, no you don't have to do that that's fine <laughs> i'm pretty settled on that uh, whole dispute right now yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know what else Tirza would ask him. He will smile amicably at you and just uh. Tirza, so Tirza is just every time he smiles, it's just like the death glare of like you could just fucking tell me what's going on and. You're not because of fey nonsense, and I hate it. <laughs> Conveying that with my eyes, I'll do a performance <laughs> role to convey it to its fullest extent. Uh, yeah. And eventually he will glance up and say, Oh, I think your friends are on their way back. Great. Good. Excellent. I, I will... Garl deliberately ignore him. Give them too hard of a time. And <clears throat> Cherish and Sid, you are flying through the portal. You reemerge on the other side. The world reorients itself. Below you is the more savage, larger Tarasque. And, uh, as they descend from nearby, Cherish, you would hear Robin Goodfellow's voice. And glancing around, you'll see that he himself is gone. But you hear the last little whisper of his voice and say, Now the fun begins. Oh, well, that's great. That can't be good. Cherish, Sid, you land back amongst oh, your fellows. Yeah, we got it. Right. 
We had fun while you were away. Really good times. That was an earthquake. That's cool. Yeah, we're yeah, still about that. a giant, like, giant, like, bigger than anything you've ever seen monster. Like, mi- like miles long. Cheers, cheers, cheers. What? Breathe with me. Breathe with me. In. Into the nose. Out with the mouth. No, I'm no, fine. I just, no, you tracks. couldn't have told us before. Yeah, that's, we I guess that's. We didn't know until we were 2,000 feet in the air. I don't know if you know this, but that's outside the range of the stones. They only go to 500 feet. I'm sorry I had to break it to you. I know. I Thank you, Grawl. You're welcome. Thanks. Cherish and I trusted the lot of you to not draw too much attention to yourselves. We took the risk and went and grabbed what we needed to. I mean, good thing I didn't. Yeah. Good thing I didn't start just yelling at Robin Goodfellow, because that would have been awkward yeah, if I had woken up a terrorist. He was, he was here, because I heard him say some shit. Um, I mean, Darren on the one Dunn hand... will say, yeah, I, just to be clear, I don't know if he was actually here. Well, uh, like... Well, I, I had a whole... Conversation with him. No, um, yet tears. That's true in a literal sense. You were talking at something, but there was nobody here. Oh, uh, he got inside. Okay, but there's also magic that can make one invisible. Yeah, sure. And you know, dragons can kind of just see, see straight through that. And there was no smell, and he smells very particular. I mean, we traveled for a little while. So just maybe talking to a hallucination or something, or a projection. I heard heard something. I don't know if we two people can have the same hallucination uh, at once. We also talked to somebody who's a good fellow, so we know that he's involved. He's involved, yeah. He's involved in some way. Well... Should anyway, we get to the it? The thing, the next problem is that, again, that thing is 2,000 feet in the air. Um, yes. and, and I established we can't, we can't jump it. Yeah. Oh, good I mean, job. Yeah, we just yeah. had to we we were productive fly. while you were away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What you gonna write it on in the sky? I have a crazy idea. Do you all want to hear what my crazy idea is? Yeah. I do. I really do. You know how we're standing on a giant monster? Don't. I am aware. Don't suggest what I think you're going to suggest. Don't do How it. tall do you think this giant monster is? I don't know. You're the one who flew above it. I don't know. How big is prob- it? Said. Well, okay, Sid. Yes. On the one hand... I And I did say this is a crazy idea. It does seem like kind of a good idea, though. But... But... Mm-hmm. Okay, and we were sure. just... And just but I need to remind Sid of something that he was sure. just, like, aware of, like, not ten minutes ago that he seems to have forgotten already. Uh, that dude we met over there, mm. like, carved a chunk into that other terrasque, and it didn't even move. So... How are we gonna wake it up? Yeah. So, that's an excellent point. Poke, poke it in the butt. It would take us hours to get back to the butt. 
I don't know where we're standing. You're I the think... ones that had an area. I, I don't know. Where the sure. now, that I, now that you mention it, I don't know what side we're closest to. Roughly That's between true. the shoulder blades. Okay, okay, maybe we should move up towards the head. Well, no, we shouldn't move away from this spot because this is where the realm scar is. But if we ride, if we somehow steer the godlike lizard, some sort of Godzilla-like thing towards the portal, I don't, that's, that's I don't know what that is, Grawl, and that's stupid. It's yes, godlike lizard. What, 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 what do you need? Um, and Etsuko will say, "How would we control such a, a, a an ascent?" Um. Right. Sid, your plan has a yeah. part two to it, right? Well, no. Because uh... I mean, the other thing, I, I'm pretty sure I can cast Featherfall on the amount of people, but like, if this thing disappears once we close the realm, Scar, like all the other shit has when we've closed the other one. How does your that's another good point. What if it doesn't go away? That would yeah, suck too. Don't we just have one of these on it. Yeah. I, mean, I was suck. a gorilla when we came back, and I was just a gorilla. Cherish. Arbidon will say, How What if it was here it? the whole time? Don't I mean, that. that's Arbidon? Also... Arbidon, don't even. <laughs> also, Arbidon, please. <laughs> ran through my, through my mind, yeah. Cherish, how, how quickly does your teleportation ritual work? Uh, is it something you could cast immediately after we close the realm scar? I mean, it also needs to be drawn on something physically, uh -huh. and also oh. if we do that, we're going south immediately. Not a or to the mayor's house. Or, and I think that's it, actually. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. We're either going to Blue Gulch or we're going to Fort Burge. Now might be a I good mean, time to mention what uh, Garl said as well. Um, we're going to have to get down there really fast anyways. Yeah, that's true. I, so then not that is a point. But why? Basically, the idea is that the two realm scars that are two of the three realm scars that are open right now, the the force that they are emitting are sort of pushing up against each other. When one is closed, the other one has more room to spread, essentially. So like two things trying to like fight over like a place in line or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get back. Okay. Yeah. Um so if we close this one the the abyssal one will just completely open and spill all over the place even more than it has. Hypothetically. That's yes. what we heard from the supposedly fey creature who was on the other side of the portal, yes. And what was his name? Yeah, Darren Dunn asked the same Garl. thing. Garl. How does he spell that? I'm assuming G-A-R-L. Garl? What, what Garl, not Garl. He didn't have know, the same just, name as you. What I, the, I know. What, what, who's this person? Garl? I mean, he was a, a, 
a little a gnome wearing real fancy duds, honestly. Big um, big like big hello mustache. mustache. Uh, yeah. Battle axe. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Son of a bitch. Could you see that? No, I was down here, but I we've you met. Know. Okay. Kind of. Uh it was a whole thing back on the place okay. where I I came from. Toral? Yeah. Toral, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it was, it was, it was, that was that was that was gold then. I mean, what does yeah. Tirza know about Norwich deities? <laughs> Give me a religion check. Twenty. Natural twenty. Really? No, dirty twenty. Oh, okay. okay. Oh shit. Uh, so in fact, the <laughs> only gnomish deity you would know about is Garl Glittergold. Oh, glitter. Holy. Tears does not say holy shit. <laughs> That's Olivia's favorite D and D deity, though, so I'm really excited. Uh, like the god of of gnomes, girl. There's gonna meet another god, and another. That doesn't. I mean, he's. Have we met another one? I don't know. Yes, you've met two. Cherish, you've met Andran Genie and Azitaka, oh, who are yeah. both gods. <laughs> I thought that was still up in the air, like officially. Uh, I feel like Azitaka was pretty, I will... pretty certain. What? Uh, what? Well, no, he was there, sure. I'm just like, are, have we established that, that they're actually gods and not just like super powerful beings that? Look, it could be what a whole are gods, thing. but super powerful beings. Oh, pretend, like different. I'm gonna pretend. I'm gonna pretend you didn't just say that, Cherish. I'm gonna pretend really hard that you didn't just say that. I would have right thought now, after going years of of traveling together, you <laughs> to, to, like I just very like rudely point my thumb at Darren. Don, like like what? I can turn into shit. He's not a god gonna start drawing the circle and darren dunn's just gonna raise his hands and slowly back away like he doesn't don't drag me into this (laughs) no guys can we focus on the mission at hand please Mm -hmm. for once i'm with sid weird for once and also i'm i'm glad that this is where this went in character but it was i i said that mostly as maybe to try to get girl to admit that he knows alexander is a god and he never told us but um <laughs> but I'm glad that this happened. This is good. Oh, this is good. Yeah, it's my favorite god. Um Right. Okay. Right, yes, the so, mission. We should How do we get up there? Um I mean, I've thrown a circle my... we have to draw on a surface. Mm-hmm. Well, I do have these thirteen really good r- flat rocks. Um, does anybody happen to know levity? No. I mean, I don't for sure, and I can't class I just, fly on rocks. And and mass, do we turn to look at Etsuko? <laughs> A little bit. And Etsuko is just going to shrug a little bit and say, "No." And okay. Arbadon will say, I don't know what a levitate is either. It's okay. It... okay. Does levitate, or does, I'm sorry, do, do the stones have to be 
does the circle have to be directly around it? Could it be around it, but also below it? Who knows? Does it work in yeah, a column? I mean, we don't know. We've never tried it. We, yeah, we've never tried it. And Judah, who has kind of just been silently uh, appraising the whole situation, uh, is going to say, if what we were told about diagrams is true, then the farther it is away from the ritual components and all of us, then the harder it will be to do the thing that Sid does, focus the spell. That's... And it's already true. Yeah. There are four more of us, though. How big is this portal again? How many? Like, it's massive. It's dozens of feet wide, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's already way bigger than anything we've... Oh, yeah. This is the largest portal we've ever come across. Yeah. So not only do we need a boatload of power to close it regularly, if it was, you know, hugging the ground, Yeah. it's also way up there. So Thousands of feet. Yeah. And finally, Judah will look back down and say, maybe getting... He'll look at the ground. This thing to stand up isn't the worst idea in the world, but just getting it to stand still. How do you control yeah. something like this? It's, I don't think that's even possible, but maybe we can yeah, get it to focus on something. I don't think the boss is that big. Um. Right. How, how do you focus a monstrosity of this size? Food? I don't know. Do I wouldn't have anything know it. we could feed it. Hey, Darren. I don't know it's something that's would eat. <laughs> Come on, Darren. I'll go like I'm curious. What are you fucking implying? I don't know. Maybe you want to go dragon mode right now. I don't know. I don't know how big you are. Maybe you're just to feed it. To, to distract it. I'm not going to be like here, Darren. Go get eaten. But like you know, I I'm spitballing here. Okay, I apologize, thing. Darren. That wasn't meant as an insult. There is technically another one of these. If we so could, you're... if we could get it to notice that, I don't. Mm, you know. Do you, do you want them to like kiss or something? Spider-Man style. Yes, that Spider-Man. Who is the Spider-Man? Is he another one of your supposed deities? <laughs> It's my favorite children's storybook hero. Uh-huh. I never had I never had the uh, Horatio Emberlight. I had to deal with Spider Man. <laughs> it's actually a Spider's Man. It's an arch spider's man. A thousand million spiders that makes a corporeal form. Yeah. Oh, oh, hate all of it. <laughs> it was the only it was the only one in our, our schoolhouse. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, okay, like, right? Last time we encountered the boss, he did almost murder us. So, like, I don't know what kind of control or, like, sway I have over that. I don't know if just saying, like, hey, you want to fuck up 
something big, that'd be fun. I don't know if that'll do anything for him. But like that, we saw, we saw the boss like, in yeah, attacking exactly. something. Yeah, we saw yeah. the boss the, like nuke that like just total just annihilation, right? We saw him do that. How big was he? The boss? Yeah, not this big. You exactly? Yeah, no. The boss is big, like probably close to twenty five yeah. feet tall. Like he's an enormous demon, um, mm-hmm. but. Nothing. I mean, this is on a whole other scale. Yeah, like this. So this thing puts snack. dragons to shame, as far as size is concerned. Yes. We, no offense, Darren. We could prepare the ritual first, so that it was ready to go. Yeah, and then wake this thing up, and then hope we could do that, and also get away before it. I mean, that's a lot so, of. Just seems like a lot of yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty. Like again, like again, I don't, I don't know what another solution is, but like, so like, I, I feel you. Oof. I just want to just like I'll run through this really quick. All right, so you saw another one up there, straight up on the other side. It was yeah. also sleeping. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. You took a chunk of it. How? Right, right there. Uh, okay. How? Uh, yeah, this well, guy like hacked god, into it. A, a god yeah. hacked into it. We okay, didn't know cool. at the time. Right, hacked no, into fine. it with his battle axe. That also spoke. Yeah, that would. Yeah, it also spoke. Arum Dina, uh, it, uh, is that all he did? I mean, he asked us a bunch of like really kind of existential like life choices questions um but then that sort of seems par for the course for us yeah didn't really want to answer any of our questions um he's a god that's kind of how it goes yeah yeah in retrospect it makes sense but where where did do you know the out if you flew up again you would know the outline of this thing and we could find the noggin the scientific term for the head the (sighs) noggin for the thing up there? Well, no, for or this one. one down here. So we could, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I could probably the... tell you. I I have a pretty keen mind. I could probably tell you where the noggin is. <laughs> right, it is known. So we go to the noggin. We draw the circle. We draw a teleportation circle off to the left of it. So when they go up to smooch, we do the magic. Wait, and so then we we're take still... the teleported dip. Wait, so we're still trying to make them smooch. I, I don't I, see is... how that's going to happen or work. I just, what? what else could draw the attention of a Tarask than another Tarask? So then Perhaps we have to wake up. But, but, so, okay. So my point is, we still have to wake one of them up. True. Tirza can make thunder happen. That's pretty loud. Pretty loud. Right. Strike. <laughs> I can I can make thunder happen. Arbadon very is kind easily. of like very vaguely waving his axe around like what would happen if I just like hit it really hard? Oh, that's the thing, Arbadon. I don't know. We don't know if that's enough. What if it is? Just like What if just... it's too much? 
Yeah, what if you just one shot KOs this and then we have no way of getting up there? I have I no mean, idea. If anybody but Arbidon, I wouldn't think it possible. Oh, please, I can do it. Yeah. Well, it's worth a shot, and he'll swing okay. his axe down at the ground. Oh, no. Jeez. <laughs> not even on the head. Cherish, as he, like, as soon as he makes an impact, Cherish is, like, digging through her bag to find the, to get the chalk. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> and there's this horrifying moment as everyone freezes as his axe just buries into what you thought until recently was the ground. And that's what it looks like, is he just buries his axe in the ground. I mean, it's stone. I have to throw up. Yeah. I have then, to throw up. Oh my god, I have to throw yeah. up. The axe is just kind of embedded in the stone, and Arbidon's like looking around, gives it a wiggle. I got nothing. No. Okay, let's. A not... noble effort. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Hmm. I'm just gonna draw the circle right here. Well, right no, here? no, right. Ha so if it stands up, so it's flat we, we want right the here, point. and it turns like this. No, we want to be. Del right below the realm scar so that when yeah. it stands up it we're right there. <laughs> it's laying down so we don't know where that's going to like... Well, the closer we can get the better. You actually kind of do yeah. because or, as I described I, before yeah. is the portal uh, has two beams of energy lancing out from either direction. One striking the ground here, one striking the ground above. And it is like you can be standing beneath it exactly. Oh. There's uh, some kind of strange tether that is tying these two terrasks together. It's called love, Mike. It's love. It very well could be. Even if it only gets us 1,800 feet, it's better than where we are now. Nothing. And I yeah. don't... The precision of getting onto its head, its highest point, and then trying to direct it underneath the realm scar seems... Impossible? Impossible. If it stands, there's no guarantee that we'll be directly under the realm scar anyways. Aerial view, you know where the beam comes down on the outline of this terrasque anyways. Do we know where that hits? Or You're basically standing it? near it. Yeah, okay. we're basically okay, okay. right next to it. Um, yeah. And the beam is tiny and slender, but it is... It is just that, a beam. It is a line. Yeah, Cherish is going to start drawing the circle. Alright, we do it here. Right, well. Darren Dunn is kind of just like scratching his head and he's going to say, and Garl, he just gave you that the, the, the terrasque skin you got there? I mean, we asked nicely. Yeah. And um, I mean, honestly, we barely had to ask. We just asked if he was there to help us or what, and he said, "I'm going to help you." Um, I mean, can I pick up on Robin? what? Can I pick I mean, up on what Darren is putting down? Re, I, I, Olivia thinks she knows, but then please elaborate, Olivia. Uh, I mean. He is a deity of deception and trickery. It does seem a little easy. He is, but he always uh, means kind of like, well, too. 
Right. He, but he doesn't do, do anything for free. This is... I don't trust this. Did he say anything else? I guess... I mean, okay. We can uh, shorthand this. I will tell Darren... I will relay the entire conversation with Garl Glittergold. Okay. I'll even do voices. <laughs> just... Sock puppets. Uh, you have everything you need. Uh, he definitely knew something that you didn't. I mean, it's not it's a lot of people. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. About What's going on right now here? I mean, he just told you about the the portals pressing at each other. He said all that for free. If you were like a, a cleric of his, I could see that happening. But just spouting off about it? He's working some other angle. See, what does I mean, he have to say told... about the bird thing that he told Sid? He said a little bird told him? Yeah. Hey, well, was... I mean, we're in, we kind of imp like think that that's about like Robin Goodfellow and that was definitely the implication kind of yeah mm -hmm. yeah saying that. But I also mean the whatever the thing he said the to Sid was bird. the old bird. He said yeah yeah like don't play cards with him or whatever. Again, yeah. that seemed to have been a reference to Robin Goodfellow. So Robin, okay, that's what I figured. Darren, I'll definitely like look around. It's like, oh, what is it we? What is it you have? What is it we? I mean, I mean, again, I thought it was friendship, but I could be wrong. Uh, should we go through our inventory list? <laughs> Starting with it can't oh, be that know, simple. A deck of uh, tremendous power. No, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't think so. No. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Are you, are you being um, sly about that, or did you just... Is that, is that what Sid thinks it's called? I mean, every, everyone who is present power. knows about, knows about it. Uh, did we ever figure out what the bag of beans does? Yeah, we got it identified. Lots of right, things. yes, but we like we know it's it's a bag of beans, and identified tells us everything that it'll, it, it'll do. It tells you that the the beans can have many varied effects. Right. Okay, there we go. Yeah. It has like almost a hundred, or not? I mean, not because there's it's ranges. Got plenty. But a lot. It's got plenty. Yeah. Reed got curious. It's got plenty. Yeah. I. Okay. I have this jar of pickled. This mysterious jar of pickled flesh. Gross. Why are you <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Calkin Cal gave it to me. Like, I have no idea what this is Cal for. I don't know. Why Why haven't you gotten rid of that thing? It's just. Because she uh, gave it to me, and I can't really is, like, is talk to her when we're on Is the there something that Calkin gave you that's not weird and gross? I'm sure that there must be. Her love and affection? That's no. gross. I mean, she gave me a bunch of, like, additional, like, pieces to put on my staff, make it different weapons, but, like, I I don't know. Okay. Uh, I have... Oh, what do I have? Damn, I really thought it was going to be this pickle flush. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> it's going to save us in the finale. 
<laughs> one key material component that we need. Hmm. He said you were expected. Did he expect just the two of you or all of us? Is it something one of the two of you has? I have glamour studded armor. <laughs> Approach of shield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I have a ring of disguise. Uh, send. No, I'm not going to go through everything. Uh, uh, actually, you do not have a ring of disguise. You have a magic ring that can change your appearance. Oh, interesting. But uh, you have not attuned to it yet, so. Oh, I should probably do that. Or at least ways you have not informed me that you ever attempted to do that. I, well, I, I never said anything, so I can I can have it be that Sid forgot. Um, <laughs> uh, tending stones. I have no idea. Are you carrying anything that Cherish that jumping out at you is maybe important. I mean, I have the bag of beans, I have a wand of wonder, I have the deck, I I got the donkey, I I mean, I, I have the lesser and the boss, I don't know if those count. Couple thirteen good flat rocks. <laughs> you have the bag of holding. Yes. Do you have the bag of holding? What if we put the realm scar into the bag of holding? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't think that's what he meant. <laughs> uh, I have a grappling hook. <laughs> Just grapple up into it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of bananas. We have an endless supply of them. Mm-hmm. Could we make some sort of banana mountain <laughs> to, to climb up to the portal? We just open it upside we down and let a banana. We could do that. Just do that, though. That would take so long. Uh, oh, cool. God. Can we put? A bunch of bananas in front of Tara. Um, I mean, do you think maybe if we wake one up, the other one will wake up? No idea. As above, so below. But like, it's not as above, so below. Cherish, do you know what that beam is? Find out. Twenty-three on Arcana. Uh, it is some kind sure of is magic. energy tether. It seems to be connecting these two monsters to the realm scar itself in some way. The tether connecting these monsters to the realm scar. Maybe the answer is the tether. 
yeah. Uh, Etsuko is definitely, like, staring off into the middle distance of just, like, how does... If we woke this thing up, how would we control it? Because, like, yeah, she has no idea. Darren Dunn is kind of scratching his head, uh, giving big shrugs. Arbidon still wiggling the axe that's planted in the ground. Judah has sat down and is trying to think. Control it. We have everything we need. How would we control it? Yeah, it's a very good question. And as you ponder these and other questions, staring at the pulsing realm scar above you, at the landscape that you know to be a giant monster around you, I think it is there that we're going to take our break. And yeah. as you all scratch your heads, uh, when we return, you shall attempt to solve this treacherous Terrasque conundrum. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to tell you about a monster so unique and legendary it is said there is only one in the entire material plane, and that is the Tarasque. Imagine the biggest creature you have ever seen. Okay, now, double the size of that creature in your mind. Now double it again. Now double it again. Are you beginning to lose track of just how big it is? Okay, now times that by ten and you're just about getting how big a Tarask is. These creatures of ultimate destruction are said to sleep deep below the earth, waiting for some unknown cosmic calling to awaken them to start their trail of destruction across the material plane. Some say the Tarask does this as an equalizing force, that every so often civilizations need to be knocked down a peg by a giant monster. Some say it does this because it is the last of its kind, and once every so often it must wake up, just to see if there are any other Tarasks around that it can mate with. Some even say that it is a champion of the gods, brought about by their divine wrath, and awakening when they have become displeased with mortal kind. Whatever the true reason is, what everyone knows is that when the Tarask wakes up, it is bad news for everybody. It is unknown if a creature like this can even be killed, or that it will simply reform within the bowels of the earth if its mortal shell is cracked open. Now, your old friend Omatep has been around the multiverse a few times, and let me tell you, I have seen some weird versions of the Tarask. In one reality, I saw it chained to the bottom of a city so that it could continually be cut upon so that its meat could feed the population. On one plane, a terrifying lich had mounted their citadel upon its back and strode across the land. I once even followed a group of adventurers as I delved into the bowels of this thing, like some kind of gross, sticky dungeon. All in all, if you want my advice, I recommend you steering clear of the whole mess that is a Tarask. It's probably not as exciting as what I was just talking about, but anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had entangled themselves between two Terrasks and a hard place. And uh, they were scratching their heads over what to do with this particular prickly conundrum. And Cherish suddenly, brain blast! <laughs> <laughs> Keen mind! Oh! <laughs> 
Oh God. <laughs> so as the rest of your party is uh, glancing around, very concerned, unsure of what to do next, some of them casting glances towards Cherish, some of them casting glances towards Grawl, looking for some glimmer of leadership. It's fine. Uh, Cherish starts frantic. Well, I guess not frantic. It's a bag of holding. You just stick your hand in it and you get what you want. Um. Um, okay. So, let me... Okay. Holy shit. So much stuff. Everything happens so much, you guys. <sighs> we have a potion of Dominate Monster. God uh, damn it. Grawl, taking from his water skin, is about to spit out a massive, like, just, just like a... More liquid than he took in from his water skin. You don't... It's <laughs> like magic. And actually, you have six of those potions, I believe. Yes, we do. Uh, is one potion going to be enough for this thing? Well, I'm reading about... I'm... Cherish doesn't say this, but I'm reading about it right now. Okay. Um, and uh, I believe I sent you the, the description of these potions. They allow the casting of Dominate Monster at ninth level. Yes. Whoa. Um, where did oh, we acquire these again? How long have we had these? We got those from, from the, the, from the, the Techno Mage. Yeah. The golem mage was using them to control a swarm of mimics that they attacked you with. Yeah. It's been a while since that happened. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has. It's, really, it's only been like a month. <laughs> <laughs> Time's In game, weird here. yeah. Time's weird here. Okay, but the, what I wrote down, though, is that the monster has to drink it. This is true. Which presents a bit of a challenge. So, once again, we need to get to the head. <laughs> okay. And it also has to make a, it also has to make a saving throw, a wisdom saving throw, like, regardless. Mm -hmm. But if it's sleeping... How will it swallow this? I mean, you swallow your spit. Yeah, you don't choke on your spit while you're asleep. Yeah. Could just so we just pour it on its there. tongue. What? I mean, we could. Hmm. Well, we should probably find the face first. Find some sort of mouth bit for us to jamify these into. Hmm. That's at least a good place to start. Yeah. So, what are you doing? Uh, looks like we gotta find the head. Okay. Uh, from your vantage up above, you would have seen vaguely where the head is. Uh, from this perspective on the ground, you quickly discover that it's probably a good hour and a half march from where you are over severely craggy terrain. Mm -hmm. That terrain being the shoulder blades and neck muscles of this creature. Yeah. Uh, as you are moving... We you... know... Hmm? Now that we know that it's what it is, is it, like, more obvious to to be like, oh, that is a... Sh I thought that was a mountain. That is a shoulder blade. Or does it still just, like, completely unintelligible as far as physiology goes? Where you were originally? Yeah, it's still impossible to tell. But as you're moving up towards the head, you definitely see a ridge line that you're like... Oh, so that's just like an eye. 
It's not mm. open, but it's very like if you know what you're looking at, the like the the ridge above the eyebrow with like little spikes and like the eyes closed, but that cliff face there is an aperture. Uh, also, another quick question. Since this is a potion, does it negate the need for concentration? Yes. Okay. Because I was going to say, that's another problem. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'm the one casting this spell, uh, we're in trouble. <laughs> because, yeah. Mm. But if there's no need for concentration, then we're fine. Are you taking yeah. the whole party with you? Um... I don't know why we wouldn't. Okay, just checking. Uh, yeah, yeah, it might be hard to relocate people, especially if other shit happens. Uh, yeah. yeah um, Arbidon and Etsuko are definitely uh, <laughs> curious about where you got potions like this. Uh, they seem excessively powerful. Yeah. Um. Judah is very curious about the story of the golem mage that was hunting Cherish. Um, and like, I'll tell it, whatever. We got time, yeah. Yeah, it's a long walk. Oh yeah, he wouldn't have met met uh, the long-forgotten Hank Montgomery. Um, yeah. Do you tell them about the bounty? Gonna go with no. <laughs> it's a big. Seems like no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a it's like a what the fuck do I have to lose at this point? I don't know. That's why I ask. <laughs> Cherish is like, hey, do any of you assholes have contracts with any any of the archdevils, <laughs> or know anyone that does who you super duper care about? No. No. I don't believe so. Aaron, you're awfully quiet. <laughs> uh, no, what? Okay, cool. I know that all of this already. Put a bounty on my soul. And everyone is uh, stunned silent for a moment as you're continuing to march. And Arbidon will say, Awesome. Don't tell anyone. Seriously, do not tell anyone. <laughs> My life is hard enough as it is. <laughs> um, y'all link that like potion thing. Uh, I can. I mean, you can just Google uh, a dominate monster the spell. Yeah, it's not an actual item. It is a homebrew. Okay, item. that's why I'm like, I'm trying to find this fucking thing, and I'm just like, it doesn't exist. Damn it, Mike. <laughs> okay, cool. Gucci. So, as you are traversing and trekking. Yeah, you see more and more features that are distinctly animalistic in the topography. And you begin to realize that the thing's head is kind of on its side a little bit. So you're walking along a ridge line that is below the eye and, like, above the upper lip, I guess. And uh, looking down the hillside, the, the weird ridge patterns in the hill, 
you're beginning to realize our teeth. Oh. So are we in the mouth? You're walking above the mouth. Mm. And the mouth seems enormous. So this is sort of ideal. I guess we just Monk on in there. Okay. Cool. And as you're marching in this direction, the the air here is becoming moist, warm, yeah. and damp. There's a hot breeze coming from somewhere to the, the northwest of you. We know so. Um. So. quick rundown of what's happening here. We're going to assume control of the Tarrasque. Who's who's driving it? Does it matter who? And Arbanon goes, ooh, ooh, ooh. Not Arbanon. No, 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 no. no. I mean, naturally, of course, I want it to be me, but who's good at keeping their stuff in check here? Well, I mean, hey, I mean, all we have to do once the potion takes effect is, takes effect is say, wake up and stand up, essentially. Stay still. And stay still, and yeah. Stay. Okay. What if it doesn't want to? Well, I mean, that's a bridge we're going to have to cross if if that bridge is on the path. It okay. could not be. Right. Okay. And who who do we need specifically for the portal to be closed? I definitely said. Right. Probably me. Right. Yeah. Okay. I tend to dump in some power. Yeah. So does Tirza. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think everybody here is planning on dumping in power, so to speak. Okay. How how does the Arbidon might be the Arbidon? best person to. I mean, in terms of as we're walking, I mean, in terms of pouring in magical energy, he has the least technically to contribute. He's not a magic user. The only one of us who doesn't have, you know, something to. He's got hit die. He's got hit die for days. Yeah, he could pour in a lot. We say out loud somehow. Yeah. I was just thinking. Doesn't okay. mean anything. In my objective me. rating system, Arbidon <laughs> has hit die for days. Why? Wait. Why can't one of the four of us do it? Yeah, I'm confused as to. Yeah, I, I, I'm just. I'm just checking. Just wanting to run through stuff. Judah would say, "Keeping the will of a creature like this under your control might be a little distracting." Yep. So who has the strongest will? We couldn't find Judah before via scrying. It's probably me or Judah. Yeah. Just class-wise. That's what I'm thinking. I think Judah should... Judah would definitely look pretty concerned about that suggestion. Uh, But he would say... 
I am well versed in containing monstrous impulses. And dog, we couldn't find you with a magic, uh, I almost said magic ball. What's that called? A, a crystal ball. Crystal, crystal ball. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, <laughs> like, you were wrong. So cool. Magic eight ball? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we couldn't find you with a magic eight ball, dude. Be in Stormhaven. Uh, Try again. Damn it. Yes, Sid had said as much. Um, my order is trained to resist scrying. Some people tend to hunt our folk. Then I think you're the best person for the job. I will do this quack, if you... quack, quack, quack. What? No. Don't. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? It's from my favorite, my favorite play, <laughs> The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> there is no Estevez here. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I uh, can I roll him. insight on him really quick, just to see if this hesitance is like a self confidence issue, or if he actually is genuinely concerned about his ability to do this? Sure. I mean, we also got Darren down. Yeah, that was also. Cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Willpower, though, guys. Yeah, he's doing hey, okay. He's but... doing better. I hey, I don't know. He is also know. a dragon, right? Uh, that is a tw dirty twenty. Uh, no, that is a nineteen. Yeah, and yeah. you've gotten a, a good I read on Judah at this point. He is really nervous mm -hmm. about his own ability to control. Uh, the monster side of himself, and this is just that cranked up to 11, maybe. Um, that's that's what I f figured, but I just, I wanted to make sure, and I, I think Tirza will reiterate, like, of course, we're not going to make you do anything you don't want to do, Judah, but we all trust you. Thank you. Yes. I can do this. Yes, you can. Um, perhaps you should return to the ritual location, and I will find a way to get these potions into this creature. Be ready to act, should I get it to stand up. Yeah, and I'll I'll give him all of the potions. Like you you don't need to throw them all in at once, like one at a time. And if right. one doesn't work, try again. Got more, yeah. All right then. Um very well. Yes. And Arbidon's going, oh, like no, Abaddon, trust me, trust me, me too. I just like yeah. He seems like the right guy right I now. I'm just, I just how many times can you say you get to, you know, steer a Terrasque? 
I mean, there's another one up top. Once we're done here, that's we true. That's no, true. Yeah. That's uh, not right. Don't get his hopes up. <laughs> this is fine, the conversation fine. we're having as we're going. I can't have him being sad while we're doing this. This needs to be the best time of his life, okay? He's a grown up. He'll be fine. We just need to get him back to the hall I'm of pretty water. sure. Arbidon, aren't you a grown up? Arbidon's like six years old in minute. <laughs> Aren't you like 30? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, let's but go. in let's Minotaur years, that's like 30. <laughs> okay. You're like 30, but in Minotaur years, it's like, what, 31? <laughs> Just a little bit more. So Judah it, is y'all. left by himself clutching these this little bandolier of potions that you leave for him. He watches you trek off in the distance and he times it out as you make your way back towards the ritual space. Uh, how are you setting up? I think we should set up just right around the tether with yeah. the implication that it's going to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm assuming you're doing this by the book. Sid kind of at the center of things with your ritual components. Cherish near the outside. The rest of you sort of flanking, ready to aid with your power. Okay, let's see. What am As I Cherish is starting to to draw the circle, uh, Tirza will just kind of like I- explain how we do this. I mean, I know that some of the, like Etsuko, I think was there for that discussion, but mm-hmm. For like Arbidon and and Darren and okay. um, Judah, it's like well, Judah's not there anymore. So, oh right, right, right. Duh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Darren seems to get it. Etsko, yeah, already knows what's going on. And Arbidon is like, so do I? Just like, how, how, what do you mean, like, give energy? I don't get it. Um. <laughs> What's the best? So you know, just, we really need to put your life on the line. How do I put it? Like, if if we lead, so like bleed on cherish or something. Oh, when you when you go into a rage, what does it what does it feel like you do? Hmm. Well, that's a complicated and interesting question, Tirza. And for the first time, Arbidon like begins to speak with some like yes. <laughs> elegance and intelligence. You look away. And I you look love back. He's Arbidon got glasses. His hair so is combed. Much. He has. He's wearing a suit and tie. It's amazing. It's a nerd it rage. <laughs> I always kind of thought it was me giving myself over to. Uh, I don't know, some kind of super anger that's just, like, out there in the world, you know? There's, like, a boiling kind of... that everyone kind of sort of feels about anything. And some people can, like, feel that, you know, when you're in a room and everyone's, like, together. But even when I'm alone, I can kind of feel the, the anger coming from everybody and sort of, like... Yeah, feel that and give myself to it. So, I guess for you, it might be that, but then you somehow 
center that on the next person in the chain, whoever you're connected to. I get angry. No, that one one's hard. Huh. I um. I didn't. I, did, I don't mean angry at one of us. Just I'm more just like subtly pointing. We're. Con- <laughs> yeah, no. It's more fine. like uh, a wise old man once told me, "Let the hate flow through you." Mm. 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 <laughs> wise indeed. Yeah, mm-hmm. more like we we're a uh, uh, part of you in that moment, and the anger is shared. Is yeah. Oh yeah. It's not a story the threadless would share. That's true, but um. Hmm, interesting. Okay. He's very wrinkly, very old, very old. Okay. Should have been dead long ago, long ago. Yeah, like her thing is kind of hippy-dippy. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Well, so. look, it's a path towards powers many might consider unnatural. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is possible to learn this power. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike, for indulging me. Oh, God. <laughs> as long as, as he doesn't show up in two, like, three more movies from now. Look, the dead speak, okay? That's yeah. all we needed. <laughs> um. uh, all right, let's close our elf scar. <laughs> all right, let's do this thing. I will use the force to heal my broken body. <laughs> Go watch wor- go watch Worthy Kids anime. It's so good. <laughs> free advertising. That dude gets free advertising from me for life. Yeah. Literally watched that yesterday again. As you make it back to the, the ritual circle uh, and start conducting yourselves and setting yourselves up around this tether. Again, it's shimmering with a, a golden rod light all around you. You kind of pause as you're set in this position. Sid, you're standing near the middle of the circle, straddling this large strip of terrasque flesh, cherished near the outside, ready to uh, funnel energy towards Sid. And there's a long, long wait as you're all just standing there, ready for whatever's going to happen. And then there's a rumble that comes up from beneath your feet. Kind of shakes up through your boots, into your legs. And it's not motion. It's sound. It's a low, rumbling, volcanic sound. It's shifting of great plates of earth, of tectonic forces it is the the sound of continents colliding slowly over the course of years beneath deep deep water and it begins to grow and you feel the earth trembling You see the spines, and they are spines, that are to either side of this portal shift ever so slightly. Rocks cracking, stone sediment that has settled on this creature beginning to break. 
and everything begins to tilt and lean, and you have to work to keep your balance. And there's a more distinct sound now, a an intake of breath, and you feel the wind suddenly pushing at your back as a hurricane of an inhale is taken by this creature. And the few of you who manage to uh, keep your feet and keep your wits about you and have the sense to look up can see that a similar creature to the one you are currently standing on is beginning to roll its shoulders and shift. And even from this location, thousands of feet below, you see the second Terrasque on the plane above you beginning to shift and roll in what can probably be described as a mirror to the one you are on. The difference being that that one does not have a Minotaur monk dangling near its mouth, hurling a potion down its opening cavernous maw. What Judah is precisely doing, none of you know, because you are far too distant to see what his activities are. But what you do know is that suddenly the world around you is thrown into chaos. I need everyone to give me dexterity saving throws to see if you stay on your feet. Okay. Uh, I have some more bad news. Possibly bad news. We'll find out. Alright, alright. Um, is it possible to... Um... Use the one thing where I stab into something with the great sword and I can't be moved. Uh, specifically for strength checks. Specifically for strength checks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've never. I don't think I've ever had to use it for anything. Party has inspiration. Right. Just tossing it out there. <laughs> I mean, we could just stand up. What it's up. Stand up. I'm just not sure if it's like. If people are going to get tossed from this thing, what I'll find out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I got a yeah. natural twenty, so twenty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I got a seventeen. Okay. okay. Respectable. Yeah. Read. <laughs> Which of us goes you, first? You go first. You uh, you go first. You go first. I got a six. Wow, you beat me. Yeah, you um, should use saving sorry. face. I mean, it's not okay. really going to help, but... Yeah, I got <laughs> a, I, I got a four plus one. I got a five. Best I can do is a ten on this. I don't know if it's going to help. So, <sighs> Grawl, Tirza... Etsuko and Arbadon go tumbling backwards away from the circle. Cherish, you manage to lunge forward and grab onto Sid's sturdy form, and Darren Dunn manages to just, like, belly flop onto the ground and grab onto a piece of stone as the whole ground beneath you begins to rise upward and tilt at an ever-increasing angle. Uh-huh. So, Grawl, Tirza, you are quickly sliding backwards down this thing's back. 
Grawl, now's the time to do that long that great sword thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. Etsuko I and Arbidon am, are tumbling nearby. I am going to try to grab Etsuko. Okay. Give me an athletics check. Okay. Come on, Dahaka. Uh, 15? Okay. No, 16. You manage to roll and tumble your way towards Etsuko and grab at her. You are now connected to her as you are still both rolling down this ever-increasingly steep hill. I would like, I would like to also, uh, try to, uh, stab. God, my brain is Give me an attack roll. Grawl, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to stab into the side of this thing to try and halt <laughs> my my fall. And give me an attack roll as well, then. Okay. I got a 13, so I probably not. A uh, attack roll with a great sword with non curses A plus. What? Last night, uh, that is a 26. 26. Grawl, you plant your sword straight into the side of this thing and stop yourself cold, uh, dangling as it goes from 30, 40, 50, 60 degree incline. Um, I yell at Arbidon. Arbidon, stab it! And Arbidon is trying to stab, but he has a great axe. It is a chopping weapon, and he hacks uselessly as he goes spilling backwards, uh, falling past Etsuko and... Tirza back down towards the rear of this thing. Uh, he Can I has still see him? A panicked look on his face. Uh, he's quickly rolling away. Uh, I'm gonna cast Featherfall on him. Okay, what's the range on Featherfall? Oh shit, that's a good question. It's only 60 feet, never mind. Uh, you could. He's barely at the edge of the range of that. So you wanna cast Featherfall? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you use that spell slot to cast Featherfall, and, uh, uh-huh. his descent is slowed. Are you casting it on anybody else? Because I know you can cast it on multiple uh, targets, can't you? I can. Is everybody else... I thought everyone else was good. Uh, no, no. Etsuko and Tears are still falling. Yes. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I will cast it on them as well. Okay. Uh, their descent is slowed as well. Um... And you're not actively taking any fall damage as you fall, which is good. Uh, but you are still falling, so I don't know how you want to remedy that situation. But leastways, uh, Cherish and Sid, you are also going to have to find a way to remain where you are as the incline here becomes greater and greater. But you have the option of not necessarily panic grabbing. Uh, um... So we need to make our way up? Does that... or? All what's happening right now is you're standing near the ritual circle that you had created, but the incline here is now suddenly becoming much more steep. We might need a new ritual circle. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll, like, quickly rub at a bit of this one just to break it. Um, I guess, should we go try and get on one of those spikes? Because those were at an angle already, so 
Is there like a, I mean, there's like the top of the shoulder. Yeah, you're not quite sure where that plane is going to level out. This thing, as you're glancing off to the side, you can see the the planes off to the distance. The big grasslands are beginning to lift away from you. And the sides, the sheer sides of the Stormwall Mountains to your right are, you're quickly approaching the midway point to the peak. Um... I guess I'm going to try and traverse up. Uh, I have my grappling hook. Um, so maybe you can stick on good something. Thing. It's a good thing we just went through our inventory. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Um, I have the wand of the lazy apprentice. Uh, no. Um, we're going to probably need everybody. Uh... Well, we should get to. We should at least get to flat ground. Um, and Darren's gonna shout. I don't know if there's gonna be any flat ground as the sound around you is now becoming a thunderous cacophony as stone is being torn and something all too organic is beginning to growl. Uh, are there any like trees or like plant life, or are they just Everything... also completely coming off of this thing? All the plant life here was all made out of metal. Yeah. Every... That is true, but I but is there any around to yeah. like grab onto? Absolutely. Leastways, Cherish, Sid, what are you doing? Where are we, where are we supposed to do this ritual if not <sighs> And the beam is staying in the same position. The beam is going directly to where we drew our circle. Mm-hmm. I guess we could do it here. Um, I am going to climb... Because uh, you said there's stuff sticking out of it, right? Oh yeah, there's like little ridges of uh, scales and bones, and like this was so uneven terrain around here. Um, you were near the center of its spine, you're beginning to realize, and there was a large wave-like ridge coming down along its spine that you were kind of straddling to make this circle. But there are these larger, huge, curved bone-like fins coming out to the side of that ridge. And how... I mean, we're getting closer to this, uh, to the to the um, portal, correct? The, oh, yeah. The Glancing uh, up, you're just like, oh, oh, no. There it is. We, we, uh, okay. it's, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, can Hello. I climb above the... Oh, this is probably not going to work. Can I climb above the, the circle that we drew... Mm -hmm. uh, tie myself off like with the rope I have or the mm -hmm. grappling hook so that it dangles and I'm standing like just off of like the circle that's to the side mm -hmm. like uh, on the side of this creature. You want a classic wanna... Batman 66 this? Yeah. <laughs> you want to offer up some of that rope for us other two? Uh, oh, we all should have rope but yeah I can well, Darren like, Dunn I mean, says like... I don't have rope yeah, I'll like, I'll like. I mean, I don't know how to make knots. Cherish knows how to make an. I can. Ugh. 
technically. Because what would that be? Survival? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Uh, it's not my uh, not my best skill. Um, but you do have a grappling hook, so that would give you advantage on securing this rope. Cool. So I can use the grappling hook. I toss Darren the, the my regular rope. Um... Okay, give me a survival check with advantage to secure this grappling hook on this line that you will suspend yourself over the ritual circle with. Survival's not good. Meanwhile, Cherish, are you doing anything? I mean, uh, I would love to jump onto this rope thing to use as few spell slots as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it. So then give me am an I acrobatics do it? check. No. Gymnastics. If you're, if, you're, if you're jumping onto another rope, yeah, you're giving me acrobatics. Wow. Uh, that was a... So... I rolled a 14, by the way. Okay. You're pretty sure it's secure. You could chunked that uh, the python into a, a crease between two... What you know now is scales. Uh-huh. Which I do have a python. And you are now dangling what? yourself over what's uh, left of the ritual circle. What exactly is the angle? I mean, not exactly, but what is the relative angle that is... we are now at? Like, is it full ninety degree? No, like we're just no, 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 free no. falling. No, okay. absolutely not. You're st- it's it's like you were just pitched off of a hill that grew up beneath okay. you. Um, the the angle of descent is somewhere between fifty and sixty degrees. Um, it's not a sheer vertical drop by any means, but it is steep. Okay. Um, I would like to attempt to, while still keeping connected to Etsuko, like, yeah, try to grab some sort of outcropping or slow or stop my descent. Okay. Uh, Yeah, give me some kind of check to do that. I'm assuming athletics or acrobatics. (sighs) It won't be acrobatics. (laughs) I got a 14, by the way. I also, I also got a 14. Okay, yeah. Uh, lunging, you burn your hands a little bit, but you manage to grab the rope and slide to a stop before you completely annihilate Sid on the way down. Uh, I'm just cycling through my... my... What, Elliot? Wait, I'm ahead of Sid, not behind him? Um, Let's see, Sid would have been dangling... Uh, yeah, you'd probably hit the rope at about the same time. Um, so, yeah, you're probably below okay. Sid by a little ways. Okay. So we need to recomplete that circle then? Yeah. Anyway, Olivia, sorry. I'm just cycling through my various god die. And apparently Andrangini is the one who's pulling through today because I got a 23. Nice. Yeah, you stumble past a series of metallic flowers, these strange luminous metal blooms. You're not quite sure what this one's made of, maybe some kind of bright silver, uh, but you manage to grab onto it, and though it is a slender stalk of a flower, it is metal protruding straight from what you thought was earth, uh, but now you're pretty sure it's just the carapace of a Tarask, and you cling to it tightly, and Etsuko, who is this huge, nearly ten-foot-tall woman, uh, is clinging to you, and you're very much pulled in two separate directions at this point. Uh, 
And good. <laughs> good. Arbadon is letting out some very frustrated cries of his own farther down. Oh, buddy. Um, and bounces off of a tree he tries to grab and keeps rolling down towards oh. what you can clearly see is now a tail separating itself from the landscape. Oh, this only lasts a minute. Uh. Grawl, what are you doing? Uh, I guess I'm going to try to climb uh, up. Uh, can I turn the greatsword into daggers to aid in climbing, like climbing picks? Will that aid me in any sort of way? Or really no. cool though. Yeah. You can't really turn it into two things. Okay. So you could turn it into a dagger or like a climbing pick, like some kind of yeah. mattock. Yeah. Let's do that. So like a an You could do that one. Yeah, like a yeah. climbing pick sort of a thing. Yeah. Um let's let's do that. Um yeah, I'll Shit. say that could give you advantage on the athletics check to climb. Okay, cool. Neat o burrito. Athletics plus two. Okay, come on, baby. That's on the table. Well, there's a nat 20. Nice. Good thing I had advantage because the first one was a five. <laughs> uh, yeah, Grawl uh, dismisses the greatsword briefly and falls for half a second, but then the, the ice... The, the mountaineering pick appears in his hand and just <laughs> slams it in and then with the momentum of that vaults himself upwards, grabbing onto another plant and swinging the uh, axe up and this is very uh, strangely graceful motion. You manage to just like continually swing yourself up using this pick. Uh, oh yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Etsuko is busy clinging to uh, Tears of Leg. <laughs> fair, fair. These are simultaneously the smallest people in the party and the largest, right? She's the tallest. Very right? strong, yeah. though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, you're very strong, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Sid, Cherish, what are you up to? Um, I'm like, <laughs> I have like one hand holding the rope, one foot keeping the, the meat in place, and one hand redrawing the circle. <laughs> This is not a good day. <laughs> Give me an intelligence saving throw at disadvantage. Oh no. <laughs> this is very difficult. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, actually that one's got four. It could always be a one. <laughs> yeah, well, the total is a five. Ooh. You're hoping you're getting all the lines right, but now you're at a weird angle and you're trying to hold on to three things at the same time. And oh boy. Cherish has a no good, very bad day. <laughs> Sid, are you doing anything? Um, I mean, I don't know what. Is there. I can I look down uh, and see. Everybody else, like, uh, Darren has a rope. Darren uh, is trying to secure a rope to a, a nearby spike that's out coming out of the ground, what you probably mistook for a, a stalagmite earlier. 
albeit a slagmite that's just like in open air. Uh, but yeah, now is very clearly a just a spike coming out of this thing's back, um, and is trying to like angle it so that he can dangle it down towards Grawl and towards Tirza. Um, what what is the angle of that dangle? Uh, the elevation here is like I said around like fifty percent. Um, so he is trying to kick it towards you at an awkward angle. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Very cool. So you need, so cool. you need to grab that dangle. Yeah, you gotta just grab it just real hard. Grab that. And yeah, Sid, you would see that Tirza and Grawl are trying to scrape their way back up, and Arbadon has just like fallen a good ways down the back of this thing. A couple hundred feet now. Is there something I could do? I mean, I'm assuming another athletics check. Is there something I could do that would maybe get Etsuko, like, on top of where we're where I'm clinging to? Where she could just, like, hunker down and wait for the rope? There is no on top. It's a slender plant that you've grabbed onto. It just happens to be made of metal. Uh, she can yeah. try a little bit harder to help by not actually just grabbing onto you. Uh, let's see what she gets. She got a uh, 15. So yeah, she's managing to like climb under her own power a little bit. So you're not just desperately dragging this dead weight of an Oni behind you anymore. Um, hey, Mike. But she's not great at it. Can yeah, I? Fair. So I have my pocket watch and it has the pattern on it, correct? Mm-hmm. Can I, I try? Literally... The, uh, yeah, we're on the same. I was same. literally no. just gonna be like, "Okay, Jerish finishes and is like, Sid, can I see your pocket watch to check my work?" <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: I I also have like a good angle on it because I'm standing on it as if I'm standing on a circle. Um, can I? Can I sort of see if it how how well it looks, like how similar it looks to the? Yeah, it's so it. fucked up. It's so fucked up. <laughs> Cherish, it, we're gonna need some edits. Um, Damn it! Um, and can I hand? Don't drop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please do not drop this. Um, but uh, or or should I try and orate it to you? I don't have. I don't have more hands. <laughs> Great, I will. Try to describe these patterns. <laughs> dangle it. Just dang, just angle the dangle so I can just see it. Tangled. Uh, oh my god. Can I try and write the patterns with my sword in the air? Would that help you? No. Okay, well. <laughs> you know. You'll, you, you'll, just you'll... like hold the pocket watch. So can, I can well, see well, how the close am I how close am I to cherish? Uh real close. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna hold it out. Okay. This is uh, a mess. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love it. Mm -hmm. Don't you have keen mind? Yeah, the problem I isn't do. that the, the problem isn't that Cherish is uh not knowing the symbols. The problem is that okay. Cherish is trying to draw these symbols while holding onto oh, a rope okay. off of a very steep hill while also holding onto the material components needed for this ritual spell. And uh yeah, it's uh it, it it's no good. Yeah, the problem. It's hard. I mean, could could Sid try to draw it? I can draw I, it. So if you all we... saw the picture of the butt I drew. <laughs> okay, but 
that was that was performance though i believe and mm. i just had to do an intelligence saving throw mm. I um I, I I said that mostly because it was going to be your intelligence modifier plus your proficiency bonus uh, as a right arcane nonsense check, but I shorthanded it to intelligence saving throw. Oh, but if I'm just say, if I had added my proficiency bonus, it would have been better. If if I um am just copying, He's just the copying image. it, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and try it. I will. I will give it a shot. Okay. Uh, give me a oh. raw dexterity check, Sid. Okay. Just the modifier. That's cocked. That's very good. Um, that is a 19 plus 4, 23. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're just copying you take the chalk from cherish and cherish now that you have a, an extra hand for you, you can kind of readjust on the rope and uh re jimmy the the slab of terask meat back into place kind of hold <laughs> it against the the hillside with a knee and sid leans down grabs the chalk and begins to uh recombobulate the magic circle you think you've done a good job sid but you don't know what any of this means no so idea. yeah it's like you're copying the shapes of a math problem without understanding the intrinsic values therein. That one looks At like least... a swirly bird. That sounds like my entire like high school math experience. Yeah, you don't need to know what it means and, and to chalk, just copy the chalk, out the math problems. And the chalk is magic, so hopefully that helps. Just copying it from the back of the book. Uh, yeah. You would all eventually like gather onto a couple of ropes and begin climbing up uh, with Darren Dunn helping out. It's not super difficult. You do see that Arbadon managed to grab onto a, a small crack in the carapace, uh, but way farther down. And by the time you see that, you see that it is like closer to the base of this tail. It's like hundreds of feet away. Well, he doesn't. We, he doesn't look how, like he's in danger, does he? No, falling again. And okay. how far off the ground could anyone me estimate that he is being towards the back of it? You don't know. All you know is that the portal that started out as two thousand feet above you is now probably less than a hundred, as the air is like quickly thinning as this mm -hmm. thing is standing up. And from your angle, you can look northward again and see the crest of this thing's head as it shakes slowly. Um, well, it looks like it's moving slowly, but in fact, this just monstrous movement looks slow because so much of it is happening. He's yeah. fine, though. He's secure. Okay, but so we should just get the, the bad thing done. news. The bad news I mentioned earlier, um, I can only cast Featherfall on five people, and also they have to be within sixty feet. Um, I, I so fast step on myself. I can do that. Okay, but that doesn't help Arbidon, who is hundreds of feet away from me. Right. Could you? Do you still have the ability to cast Fly? You could cast Fly that's, on Grawl that's going to and. That's going to lessen the effect I'm going to have on this. Because it's a much higher level spell than Featherfall. And 
Darren Dunn would say, I could try to turn somebody into a bird. Why don't you just turn into a dragon? Why don't you just turn into like a, a Like a bolt, like a minotaur carrying bird? Like one that could carry a minotaur? Uh, like oh no, that just so that one person could be above the... Yeah, that makes sense. More like a canary, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but again, that doesn't help Arbidon, who is hundreds of feet away from me. Well, he's he's secure, yeah, he's not going anywhere right now. You stare down and Arbidon is clearly trying to fight a tree. I think, she, I think she's worried about about it disappearing underneath all of us. Oh, I don't think we can worry about that, though. No, I think we just have to do it. Darren? Darren? Yeah? You're a dragon, right? Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, you want me to turn into like I I I am just trying to I'm just trying to solve a problem right now. Okay, we're on the back of a terrasque. Shit is popping off in a weird way. Okay. We need him up here now. We have to do this thing. You don't know how to draw it. I need you to be a big beautiful dragon boy right now, please. Um I don't I don't know if I can do that, Grawl. Okay, I asked. That's fine. That's all I can ask of you. With um, with Misty Step, does that that you, you can only do that on yourself, right? Yes. Dimension yeah. Door, on the other hand, you okay. could take somebody with you. Yeah. Don't have that. It's a higher level spell. Yep. Uh, Darren Dunn could do that, and he says as much. I, I could, I could teleport. Him a little bit, but I could only do it a couple of times. Well, if we're gonna do something, we should do it quick. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, like. <laughs> and you're kind of having to shout this uh, because the noise around you is tremendous. A mountain is moving beneath you, and as you glance at each other and glance around, you can look up and see that a second enormous creature has torn itself from the landscape and the turf above you, and has shaken off mounds of dirt and grass, and a second terrasque, albeit one with less spiky protrusions, is basically looking around in mild confusion and it's slowly turning its head upwards at the same time as the one that you're on. Darren, can you get him close? Uh, closer than he is, maybe. Do it. <sighs> okay. And Darren begins to make a uh, several clawed gestures with his hands and you can see these little runes in Draconic beginning to circle above his head and he is going to attempt to cast Dimension Door and as you watch he will really like take in a breath and hold it and then he'll claw at the air and let go of the uh, rope and anyone who's climbing up from below him so Grawl and Tirza will see that uh his eyes are closed when he does this. Be comforted or not by that, as you will. Doesn't help. And as he falls, and he does fall, 
uh, he tears open a rip in the air below him and he just falls through it. And you're not quite sure what happened until you glance down and you see him reappearing near where Arbadon is. Maybe 50 feet away. And he just so... barely manages to grab onto another piece of <laughs> metal flora. So should we start doing this while Darren does what he's doing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. okay. So taking into account the feather fall that I might need to cast once this, if this thing disappears, uh, I can lower the DC by 33 points just on my own power. But that's yeah. that is literally going to leave me with one first level spell slot. Yeah, I I was going to say I can put in two third level spells, three second level spells, four first level spells, all of my lay on hands and eight hit die. And that will hopefully leave you with some more. I there's nothing I need to do. Yeah, I can I can put in all of my hit die. I have all of them. I think you're the most versatile person in this situation. But this can be happening in character. Yeah. I think you're the most versatile person in this situation. I think you need to... If anyone's going to keep any magic, it should be you and maybe Grawl. Because he can misty step places. That might save his life. <laughs> we just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So you begin setting um, up this ritual? Yep. Yeah. And okay, so I cast fly do you want it to go off before Arbidon and uh, Darren Dunn get back? I mean, do we know I, how I long? Mean, does... You have no idea how long it's going to take him to get back. Um, Darren Dunn said he might be able to cast the spell a second time and just teleport them back, but uh, he has to make his way over to Arbidon first. Um, we should hold off until he's with Arbidon and then start it. That's my opinion. Okay. Which I will shout. Okay. Okay. All right. So as you begin setting up awkwardly, albeit at a uh, increasingly vertical angle, now that the... Tarask is staring upward, its back is straightening out, and it's looking up at the second Tarask above it, and you all feel this deep, weltering growl begin to sound. It wasn't love. I think it might be hatred. I don't think they like each other. Who was that other dog? <laughs> so, as you all begin positioning yourselves around Cherish, what are you attempting to put into this ritual. Uh, what I just said. And what is the... So, all of my lay on hand... Lay on hands, two third-level spells, three second-level spells, four first-level spells, and uh, eight d10 hit, hit die. I'm sorry, could you repeat the, the spell slots again? I apologize. You said that you uh, those off two third levels. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Two third levels, three second levels, four first levels. Okay. 
and nine hit dice. Uh, eight. Eight hit dice. <laughs> I don't. I still don't. I still don't know if we die if we do all of them. So. Mm -hmm. No, you just unlock um, god powers. It's fine. But if I yeah, could, if I could put in that. hit points too, I would do that. And all but. forty-five points of land hands. Faux show. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. See what weird nonsense happens. It's great. What else we got? I'm gonna put in all nine uh, hit dice. Okay. Uh, I'm putting in one fourth level, two third level, one second level, and three first level. Okay. With options for more. <laughs> um, I only have two spell slots, uh, but I guess I will try to save one in case I need to find a way to the ground without immediately dying. Um, yeah, I'll put in one fifth level spell slot. Okay. And then eight hit die. Okay. Etsuko is going to pour in both of her fourth level spell slots. So. Sorry, just doing some math here. No worries. Hopefully, if this doesn't work, Darren and Arbidon can come at the last second and save our asses. Okay. So, you see, as you are beginning to focus and channel this energy towards Cherish at this awkward angle, uh, glancing down, you see that Darren Dunn is having some trouble scrambling over to Arbidon. Um, he's not a very athletic, uh, person, um, oh. it seems. Uh, Arbidon is trying to make up the difference by scrambling towards him, and they are going to meet in the center, but it's taking some time, and as you're building up the energy, you feel this, this fulcrum start to build. Um, and you also sense that there is a tremor running down the length of this Terrasque, uh, you don't know where Judah is, but for now, he's keeping this thing under control. Uh, but there is a definite tenseness that is coming about the ground beneath you. And you can see in the distance there is a, a long, rumbling sound of thunder and... From this vantage point, you can see Fair Ames here in the distance. You are now so high up that you can see the, the glimmering trees of the city beyond this blue barrier that's miles and miles and miles away across this plain. 
but you can clearly see it from here, and the portal is now less than 50 feet hanging above your circle, and there's this crackling lines of energy bleeding off from the portal that rip out across the back of the Terrask, and it seems agitated by this, but at the same time energized. I say we do it. We don't have time to wait. Yeah. I can do it. Let's go. Or let's go. Yeah. We're all shouting. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess this one up. You're going to be great. Believe in you. Okay. I don't really say that much. Um, and the inspiration that you gave us, Mike, for the um, for the hot springs, the hot springs episode, mm-hmm. uh, I, can I choose to use it? I have to choose to use it before I roll. You can use it after you roll, so long as you do it before I say whether or not the roll succeeded or failed. That is excellent. Okay, great. Uh, all right, so Sid. Uh, one hand, uh, he has the the rings that uh, Lucidian gave him. Uh, he holds it close. The other hand, he has Stormpiercer drawn, and he begins to uh, enact the ritual. Okay. And Cherish, you see Sid tensing up, ready to go. And so now is the time you flood this font of energy you feel pulling off of your companions. And... The rest of you are just dumping power towards Cherish. And there's this sense of siphoning. You've never put this much into this ritual before, but given the circumstances, it seems warranted. As you feel this energy crackling through you, Cherish, there is a sense of accomplishment of something has gone right with the world and Maz is very pleased about something um, as you okay. are channeling okay. all of this Uh-oh. energy. <laughs> okay. Alright, 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 alright. And you are channeling it towards Sid and she is saying I knew you would be the one. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. I'm just trying not to... I'm trying not to focus on that, because it's troubling. Okay. That's That's probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Compartmentalization. Something Cherish and I have in common. God! (laughs) Sid, you feel the energy crackling off of Cherish and rushing towards you as you are the center of this circle with the link to the Tarask above you. You feel the energy conducting through yourself. You are the pivot point. You are the fulcrum. You do not hold the energy. You simply direct it. Or simply its humble guide. And as you begin to attempt to stitch this massive hole in reality closed. I need you to give me an attack roll. Ah! Okay, that's pretty good. 
Um, so the way it works is I can re-roll it and I have to go with the second one. Is that correct? Oh, I thought inspiration was just advantage. No, it just gives you advantage. advantage. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's the worst that could happen. Well, I'll go with the first one. Uh, that is going to be a uh, 14 plus 8, so a 22. So as you lunge forward, oh, I should have put in more. The energy around you cascading, you feel it coursing up your arm, and again, there's that sensation of somebody else there guiding your hand, and it feels reinforced, as though there's a, a second hand touching the back of your palm as it holds Stormpiercer, and also another hand gripping the fist that is holding the two rings. As you are stitching back and forth, you feel this energy flowing out of you and through Stormpiercer, and you begin to hear Stormpiercer singing in a language you do not recognize. It is some kind of... I mean, Shanty is putting too mild a term on it, but it is this jubilant work song of some kind. And you feel this sensation of connection in some way with the the energy the the ritual whatever it is you're doing and it is a strange sensation to be sure but you feel this energy flowing through you and as you see the rift growing smaller and smaller its edges closing in on themselves as your needlework so fine so delicate and yet closing this immense hole in the world succeeds you feel this collapsing energy around you yes it is a travesty that this is not streamed like the video of this because all five of our reactions to this were so good did we hit it exactly again the dc for closing this realm scar was 100 <laughs> and you poured in 78 spell slots worth Christ. 22 was the exact number you had to hit I'm gonna throw up oh my god <laughs> okay so the next one's probably gonna be like Oh my like god. 200? So like... <laughs> I don't get another spell slot until like 14, y'all. This is all I can but give. We'll have, but we'll have Camion and Valor, hypothetically. Hopefully. Theoretically. It's gonna be good. Let's just get a, a bunch of meat, like wow. a, a giant army and just have everyone dump it in. <laughs> dump it. Oh my god. We're bringing everyone next time. No one's staying behind. Oh my god. <laughs> As you God. feel the energies dissipating around you, the realm scar closing, there is a sudden and abrupt 
shudder that runs beneath the creature below your feet. Yeah. There is another tear in reality below you. And you see Judah. Oh, Jesus. And... And Darren Dunn disappear, but they do not reappear anywhere near where you can see. Oh, Jesus. Right, so that was that was Arbadon and Yes, Arbadon and Darren Dunn. Sorry. Okay, okay. Other Minotaur. Do they do they they fall through something or do they just disappear? It looks like Darren Dunn tries to cast the same spell he did before and you think it worked, and then they do not reappear. Maybe he tried to get them to the, get them to the ground. There is a shudder, as I said, below you, and you can feel the Tarask beginning to do something. You're not sure what. Uh... But as it is lowering itself, the ground is slowly uh, coming to a more even plane. And above you, you can see that the sky is clear and open. There is no second plane above you. Great, so we just left the Terrasque in this plane. Cool. Uh, we should get to the head. We should try to find Judah and... And uh, even as you're saying here. that, uh, there is a sprinting minotaur coming down the back of this thing. He was falling for most of this. Um, yeah. <laughs> falling with style. I just want to see a base jumping minotaur, dude. <laughs> so cool. I mean, he's a monk. He can. He's fine. He's basically I mean, vertical doing services mean yeah. nothing to him. Yeah. Uh, just gets his little hang glider. Etsuko, who's dangling onto one of the ropes, is letting out uh, just exhausted gasps. Um, com- nearly completely spent. Sid, you fall unconscious. Yeah. As you spent all of your hit dice. Yeah, had a feeling. Um, so. But, uh, but if I didn't, we would have failed. <laughs> I will. I will. Like, you don't believe anyone else dumped in all of their hit dice. Nope, I was the only one. Yeah, yeah. it's the only one. So hey, just, I'm guessing somebody tries now, to catch Sid. Hey, but now we know that you don't die; you just fall unconscious. You know, technically, uh, yeah, I will, I'm dangling I will... from a grappling hook. Oh God! Yeah. Um, I will attempt to. Okay. Um, yeah, and as, considering the the level is leveling off, uh, it's not that hard. Um, you manage to grab him before he goes rolling down the back of this thing uh, in the same way that Judah did, uh, albeit in a more um, noodly fashion. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. It- Probably it's probably like a like a Tirza goes to grab Sid and then they both just kind of fall down. Mm-hmm. It's definitely uh, a very like quap motion, like the the noodle arm. <laughs> oh God, I'm grab. also very tired. Grab Stormpiercer. <laughs> uh, Stormpiercer oh, yeah. rattles to the ground as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll... 
resheath Stormpiercer. And Judah is going to run up and basically from a distance he's going to be shouting, Did it work? I assume it worked. So, okay, so question. So you said we're leveling out. So is this thing going back down? It looks like, based on what you've seen of its physiology, that it is built a lot like a giant theropod dinosaur. Its back was up so that its head could, like, tilt and look up. And now that it's leveling out, it looks like it's in more of a this-is-how-I-move position with its back straight and its tail out and its head forward. Oh, good. Great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so it worked, but unfortunately... This is still here. Um, For the moment. Yes, it's... I can feel it's... And Judah's gonna, like, close his eyes and clench his fist for a second. Its will is very strong, but it is under control for now. Okay. Well... I had to as get it to as... tilt upwards to get close. I hope that did not cause too much discomfort. Mm. No, we all have to do what we need to do. <laughs> um, the potion will last eight hours. If as long as you're, you can concentrate. I do not think it is going to last that long. I think this thing is consuming the magic of those potions at a greater rate. How many did you put in there? Three. Oh, criminy. Um. The first two seem to have no effect. Awesome. As though it has some kind of legendary resistance or something. <laughs> yeah. I did. I am. I am looking into that in my objective writing system. <laughs> I've noticed it in a couple of things that we've faced. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so we should attempt to find Arbidon and Darren Dunn, and then get out of here. Yeah. We can't just let this run around the valley eating and crushing things. What are we going to do? I don't do, know. Do we yeah, climb so... the storm wall and walk it out into the storm? Like, what are we doing? Is we do yeah. that that's something we can do? Yeah, Esco would ask that. Can we tell it to just go back to sleep? Well, um... it's not going to... <sighs> I don't... I do not know. I could command it to go back to sleep and it may rest for a time, but now it is awake. Yeah. I mean... It was in some kind of hibernation state when I woke it. And there's this slow roll down the back as some kind of muscle shivers and shakes and this rumble comes up from beneath you. 
And if you didn't know any better, you would say some kind of tremendous stomach just growled. It's bad. Really bad. Judah will look around and say, Perhaps sending it out into the storm might be our only option. I would say I, so. I, I don't have any other solution. I don't right either. Now. So we should get off of it. Yes. Um, it, it, this will be very easy for me, but how, the, how can the rest of you get down? Okay, good. I can only cast Featherfall on five people, so if you can get down by yourself, you're good. Yes, I can fall my, slow my descent very easily. Okay, perfect. And he will jerk a thumb backwards, like, yeah. to the edge. Alright, everybody jump. <laughs> And you are not near the edge of this thing. It is several hundred yards to get to the edge of this thing's back. Alright, let's okay. book it. Let's book it and then jump. Okay. And uh, I'll do it. Yeah, you begin sprinting towards the edge of this thing's back. You see uh, birds for scale in the distance. The like tiny uh, little bird flying down near this thing's head. And you quickly realize that it is the rock you saw before. And oh, son of a bitch. This thing's head will turn what looks like slowly and just go... Oh, okay, good. And eat it in one bite. Good, Tara. Nice. Jesus Christ. I just wanted to go back to sleep. I, I, I don't want to kill Shaped this like thing. like a friend. I want this. Wait, so all the other dangerous shit is probably still here, too? If the closing of the Maybe. realm scars you've done before has been any indication, the effects of the bleeding take a little while to fade. Yeah. Yeah, okay. weren't there like demons and stuff like that that had escaped were slowly? There was like a huge, huge ass devil that was just like there still. Yeah. And yeah, a bunch of devils did escape out into the dry lands. That's true. I did forget about yeah. that. Though the energies are no longer affecting some of the wildlife, so you think their transformations may fade with time? Like, start to, yeah. And, yeah, you make it to the edge and leap off of this terrace. Yup! <laughs> no hesitation, no regrets. <laughs> what are you doing with Sid's unconscious body? See, that's an excellent question. I want to draw a mustache on Oh, I'm screen. holding it. Okay, you've just got him I'm carrying it. slung over your shoulder. Yeah, by, bright, okay. not bridal style. <laughs> okay. can't believe I'm unconscious for jumping off of a, like, base jumping off of a terrace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're just glumping forward with Sid in your arms and... The three of you, plus Etsuko. Uh, yeah. And Etsuko's super scared about jumping off, but she trusts you all. If I wasn't holding Sid, I would hold her hand, but... <laughs> uh, she definitely gives a glance to Grawl, like, are, are you serious? 
Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is. We do this all the time. It's fine. It's, it's cool. I don't think you do this all the time. Totally all the time. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Just leaps off the edge. Cannonball. So yeah, uh, Sid flopping gracelessly in the air. You descend quickly as cherished cast feather fall. Uh, meanwhile, Judah leaps off and, like, with a palm planted on the side of the thing, rides down its leg. And you are descending probably close to 1,500 feet. So it is a while until you hit the tops of the trees. And Cherish, you are smart enough to probably time your feather fall properly. Yeah. Uh, but leastways, as you're falling... Uh, you see that in this distance, the Tarask you're jumping off of is, I mean, it's the biggest creature any of you have ever seen. It's the biggest anything any of you have ever seen. It's upsetting. It, it's, if this thing like laid down and rolled around, it could annihilate Stormhaven in a matter of minutes. Ugh. I want one. <laughs> In the distance, you can see the superstructure of Fair Ames here as you're falling, and yeah, this thing wouldn't even notice destroying that grand, vast city. It would walk through it the same way you push shrubbery aside in the undergrowth of a forest. And, so trust, and he throws it back down as he waits for it. <laughs> As you are quickly falling, you are getting into the shadow of this thing, and you can see now that its back is this huge turtle-esque carapace made of these bladed ridges, and the underside of it, which wasn't even really exposed as you were walking along it, uh, is more scaly and lizardy looking. Um, its eyes are these huge, giant, orange and black orbs that are on the side of its head, slowly glancing around. They look as though they are actively on fire. There's this just horrible, malevolent crackle to them. And it is definitely looking out over the valley with a sense of, well, you heard the growl of its stomach before. As you descend through the canopy uh, of rough, uh, thick grasses below you, uh, because that is how far you leap, is you're leaping back into the plains uh, beyond the foothills that you were traipsing My through. God. Because it turns out the foothills were probably this thing's tail and legs. Yeah. It is a, a soft landing as you come down, but now you are staring up at this thing, and it is no great comfort. No. Okay, Judah, now or never. Yeah, Get seriously. that thing in the storm. And Judah is going to turn towards the Tarask and, like, definitely close his eyes for a moment, and he is going to, of all things, sit down and just assume a lotus position and begin this slow, steady breathing, and... He touches at the beads that rest at his wrist, and he will just slowly and surely go into a, a low rhythmic breathing. And eventually the Tarask will stiffen, stop, 
and then this colossally slow movement begin to turn towards the storm wall. And as it begins to move, each step it takes shakes the earth and knocks you off your feet. It's a compulsion, an inevitable just sense of this thing is a force of nature. It is not a monster to be fought. You don't punch a hurricane. Well, yet. wish I could. But if you're Pegos Bill, you can ride a tornado. I need each of you to make a wisdom saving throw as you watch this thing. Sid, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> the benefits of being unconscious. <laughs> um, 16. I'm a hero of Stormhaven. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> uh, 25. Uh, I got it. 15. Okay. Uh, Grawl, Cherish, you are stricken by just the absolute fear of this thing as the its frightful presence grabs you and holds you. Uh, it's not like you were planning on moving towards this thing anyway, but there are some true nightmares you're probably going to be experiencing in the near future as the, the true horror of this thing takes you. Grawl, you've seen creatures Big. huge and terrible, capable of rendering destruction and devastation the giants enslaved by the legion pyre scale uh, this thing is just on a whole other level the hobgoblin legions don't have anything on this level of destruction I want one I want one Cherish this is something that's crawled its way out of hell there's no other explanation for something this vast and terrible it's like it's like people who are afraid of like even like the conception of whales, but like times a thousand. It's that's what a Tarrasque is made out of. It is a whole. Uh, it's a thousand whales. It'd be more than that, but. And Tirza, you walked into the mouth of something very similar to this once. I yeah. I think it's more of like a, uh, like a Grand Canyon sort of thing for Tirza, just to like, wow, this is a marvel of nature and wondrous in its largeness. But even as you watch a huge three-clawed talon will extend itself up and grasp the tops of the mountains of the storm wall. And this thing will begin to climb like somebody climbing over a low fence. And as you watch, this thing's head will dip upwards and its snoot will begin to press up against the outer storm which is constantly held at bay just beyond the peaks of the storm wall you see its shoulders disappearing into that multicolored lightning and even from where you sit you can see that lightning scoring raking blasts across this thing's carapace seemingly having almost no effect <laughs> Oh, God. It's... Good and cool. 
Its massive frame passes into the storm. You see its hips and legs folding up and in and pressing down on the mountain. There is clearly an avalanche in the distance as this mountain is stepped on by a Tarrasque and huge sheets of rock fall down in giant waves. Thankfully, you're far enough away that you are avoiding any of the direct debris, but a cloud of dust rolls across your vision, obscuring your sight as you hear the crunching of stone as this thing disappears up and over the mountains. And by the time the dust clears, there's no sign of this titan as it has disappeared into the outer storm. Sid, it's about this time that you begin groggily waking up. Uh, did it work? Nope, didn't work. We have to do it again. Fuck! Oh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. That is not amusing, Grawl. That's fine. Oh I thought it was funny. Really. Welcome to hanging out with us. Yep. I will. I will kind yeah. of like uh, arm clasp, arm clasp Sid to like help him up. Sid, oh. you miss base base jumping off of Tarask. It Why? it wasn't that great, actually. It you... sounds awesome. It was no. awesome. Although technically I did do it, right? Because we well, all... you didn't really jump. You kind of... That's true. That, that should be in the play. It should. There should be a second play. <laughs> or the play <laughs> should be extended. I don't know how I don't know how that works. You're gonna need a whole play just for this kind of thing. It's kind of too big. Literally. Yeah, that, that was the joke. Etsuko will ask, What happened to Arbidon and Darren Dunn? That is I don't know. Question. We're going to have to. Is look there. Them. I'm trying to remember, Mike. Is there a way. I can use the pocket watch to communicate with anyone with a pocket watch? You can use the pocket watch to cast sending once per day. I would like to cast sending to Darren Dunn. Okay. What is your message? Sup. Uh, closed the portal. Where did you go? We're in the foothills. We're in the foothills. It's probably all I need. Mm -hmm. Point of fact, you're not in the foothills anymore, but... The we're, where we're where they were. The grasslands. That's where we landed. No, no, we landed. no that's what, there are no foothills because the foothills were part of the terrace. Yeah, that's what he said. Were the foothills oh. part of the feet of the terrace? No, yes. no. Good and cool. So yeah. we're in the grasslands. Sorry. Mm -hmm. grasslands. Yeah. Yeah. There's now a big empty hollow at the base of the mountains where this thing used to be. Like dead grass for miles. Oh, it's been there way longer than that. There's no grass that exists beneath this thing. It's no. Like oh, so it was there originally. Cool. There's okay. an entire civilization living underneath the terra. <laughs> There's a bunch of uh, squinty-eyed worm folk going, ah, the sun. 
What the fuck? <laughs> what if she didn't even know it was there? She's gonna find out and she's gonna shit. You would be surprised at the things that she doesn't know. So you send a message to Darren Dunn. Yeah. And there is no response. So I don't really know how this sending spell works. Uh, I guess he could have just heard it and not responded. But what would it, what would it take for him to not be able to receive this spell? If he was on another plane, or if he was dead, yeah, or unconscious. Um, is everything still? If if I use my Eldritch Sight, does everything still light up as like magical out here? Not really. It's beginning to diffuse, and even as you watch, the grass that you're standing around is beginning to shrink. Okay. Um, I would like to do that to see if I can try to find our dragon friend. Okay. I uh, only got a range of about can... 30 feet, so it's yeah. tough. He can receive it if he's on a different plane, but there's a 5% chance it won't make it. Okay. So he might be dead. Is there any way we can find out one way or the other? I mean, not really. We could scry them, but we don't have any way to do that. That's... Um, I could... So, uh, Polymorph is a self-spell, right? I can't cast that on other people? You can absolutely cast that on other people. Okay. I once had a D&D um, &D party cast Polymorph on a giant, turned him into a box turtle, then winged him off a cliff. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> fucking awesome. D&D, <laughs> uh, &D, great for problem solving. Yeah. Um, so I should have done this book of terror. <laughs> Just it, like, it would... yeet! I would have to climb a mountain. That's true. Uh, so somebody could be one of those pterodactyl things and fly around and search for them, or I could, um, or me. It doesn't matter. I, do I, I don't. I don't. I don't think the the patron likes the whole shape changey thing. He kind of is leasing this one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the bug bug arm thing. He doesn't like it. I was supposed to be a werewolf. He said no. Yeah, I don't think he likes yeah, me. Yeah, and it's just stuff. troubling. It's just a... Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so I don't think it should be me is what I'm saying. Great. Sid, so you literally just died. No, you didn't die, but... I am very tired unconscious. of the strength of a pterodactyl. Maybe. I don't know how this spell works. You would have to look. I yeah. I don't know why I said anybody. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Um, One day. You still have a third level spell slot. Um. Yes, I do. Oh, Did that on purpose. Cherish I tried to keep back. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I tried to keep. Katirza said. You should yeah, keep I some did. of your spell slots. I did say. Yeah. So, 
So, yeah. so I kept Direct. at least one from every. I kept one from every level. Mm-hmm. Directed towards Tirza. Tirza, this is on you. It's fine. We succeed. Are we? Are and we fucking dead? It was a good call. No. It was a good call because yeah. we wouldn't be able to cast Polymorph if you hadn't said hold back a little. Sure. Bit. Yeah. Uh huh. So, so you polymorph yourself into at- a giant pterodactyl and go flying off in an attempt to find Darren Dunn and yes. Arbidon. And Arbidon. Well, yes, both of them. Really more Arbidon than Darren Dunn. I'm kidding. Um, it would be very easy for you to find them because as you circle up into the sky, you would see within the crater that the Terrasque left behind the massive form of a metallic dragon laying on its side probably a few hundred yards away. Oh, shit. God damn it. He can't die before I finally decide to reconcile things with him. I'm a teenager. I'm terrible. Yeah. Yeah, like I swoop down and change back. As you swoop down, you would see that Arbidon is close by. He's conscious. He's uh, at a loss for what to do, though. He is uh, standing near the head of this absolutely gargantuan metallic dragon with uh, glimmering silverish scales that remind you more of mithril than actual, like, silver. Uh, He's got these, like, Huge, wide wings that are completely torn up. Uh, There are, like, holes and rents and tears all through his wings. But these wounds look old. Like, these wings were rendered useless long, long time ago. Um, There is... Terrible... It looks like the avalanche sort of fell on him when the Tarask crushed the mountain. And as you land, uh, Arbadon will, like, pull up his axe as he sees you approaching, but then he, like, oh, your pterodactyl is cherish. I know this one. happened? Uh, he said he could portal us up to all of you, but then when he tried, he... I, I think he fell unconscious halfway through. Is he, like, covered in rocks? He is... It looks like he stopped the avalanche as it was rolling down the hillside. Like, they're all bunched up at his back. And he's been cut by dozens of pieces of shrapnel. How God, like really far away from everybody. Uh, You would have all seen Pterodactyl Cherish circle a few times and then streak in a direction, so I don't know what you do with that information. Yeah, I mean, if if it seems like like, oh, she found them. We should head that way. And I would, yeah, ask if everyone wanted to head that way. Yeah, would like that. Already be moving, like, like the vulture circle. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's head that way. Okay. Uh, Judah could definitely start to outpace most of you. I think. Yeah. Sid We're all sleepy. Yeah. 
Well, it's just his movement speed is very high. Oh, yeah. He's a monk okay. shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, I'll dash. Fuck. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it, it's sprinting in that direction. It doesn't take super long to get in over there because you get clear of the grasslands that are even now still shrinking. And you can see the, the fallen, broken form of this massive silverish dragon. Um, I'm going to cherish is like at, uh, his like near his head. Like I'm trying to tell if he's breathing. I'm hoping it will be super obvious. As you get but... close to his head, you see he has these long curved horns that come back and down away from his head that sort of like curl in a slight tilt backwards as though they're just like, they were straight and then they drooped a little bit like they're sad horns um and he's got a, a second pair coming out from like the the crux of his jaw that come back in a ways a little bit um, he's got a long serpentine neck spines coming down off of the back in a ridge um it's a very sinuous dragon his tail ends in these long blades that come out from every direction along the end of the tail but as you approach you can see that there is breath, but it is low and it is ragged. Um, in Cherish is going to like put a hand on his snoot um, and when you do, you see one of his eyelids like flicker open, look at you, and uh, shockingly enough, his eyes look the same. Yeah. Just those silver discs. And in Draconic, I will say, just hold on, okay? And all he can maybe manage is letting out a... <sighs> and even as he exhales through the nose, there's a little like, crackle of ice along the ground where his breath exudes. And eventually, yeah, the rest of you are catching up pretty quickly. Arbadon has this look of just like, don't know what to do here as you approach. Shit. Uh, can we see Fair Ames here from here? You know the direction it's in. You can't really, you don't have an angle on it anymore. There's. I was just wondering if the, uh, yeah, okay. I was wondering if the bubble was still up or not. Is he um like, of, is he wounded at all? Or is he, like, just... He's clearly wounded. He's been cut all over the place by stone okay. shrapnel, and you don't know what kind of bludgeoning damage he took from stopping an avalanche. That's, I guess that's what I'm, more of what I meant, is just, like, is it mostly internal? That's where the bleeding's supposed to be. Um... <laughs> 
um, and Tirza used all of you used all of your lay on hands. We have potions. I mean, I yeah, know dragon. We but, have all of those greater healing potions. We have a lot of greater healing potions. We do. We have twelve, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna like cherish is like gonna slowly start feeding those to him. Okay. Um, how many do you give him? Uh, remind me what the remind me the the greater healing potion. It's four d four plus four. 4d4 plus 4. I believe you have quite a few of those at this point. Yeah, we have, we have 12. 12. We have 12. I mean, even if we stabilize him. Yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out the. Averages. Um, I mean, like, fuck, I'll start with six. Like, he's a dragon, like. Mm -hmm. um, the average is ten. Yeah. Ten points. As you start. Feeding him healing potions, and he's not even really swallowing them. You're just kind of like coating the inside of his mouth with healing potions. And you've seen that method work before when people can't necessarily swallow the healing magics. Um, but there's just so much damage to this dragon, and just the, the bulk of him makes the healing almost insignificant in a way. Like, you, you do notice some smaller wounds closing, and there is a sense that his breathing becomes a little less labored. Um, but it is a, a drop in the bucket. Um, as he is slowly given uh, more of these healing potions, eventually you cap it off at six, and there is a sense that uh, he is out of the woods, at least immediately. And that, given time, he's probably going to recover. But this guy took a beating. Um, I mean, I can keep giving him healing potions. <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, all as long as he'll last for a short rest, then I, or I mean, a long rest, then I can start just. I got some magic in me. Oh, no, you did. You did. No, but I, that's what I mean. Is as long as he lasts for a long rest, I can get all that yeah. back. You think he will? Um. Uh, can I try to find his pocket watch? Uh, yeah. Eventually, you would actually find it. Uh, it is on a small almost too delicate chain wrapped around one of his forelegs. Okay. Um. 
You would know that using it requires attunement, though. Yeah, that takes an hour. Mm-hmm. Or no, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't. I I I want to do that. Yeah, I want to do that, and then. Um, yeah, I need to get. We need to get a message out to somebody. Arbidon, do you have a pocket watch? Uh oh, yeah. And that's oh, well, would say great. Yes, and I have one as well. Great. Okay, well, that's cool. Okay. Send out messages. Who are you going to send a message okay. to, girl? Uh well, uh, let's see here. The old mage would probably be a decent starter, given that this one is closed. Yeah. Uh, and somehow. Uh, it would be like it would be good if somehow we could contact Fair Ames here, but I can't tell if the wards have gone down or if they would lower them this quickly. Probably not. If they can fly here with some sort of Healy boys, that'd be super cool. The old mage might be our best bet at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can send two messages, so one for True. them and one for something else. So yeah. And maybe this... sending one to Camion to let them know that um, stuff their stuff might get worse very soon, just so that they know. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, is if we send one to the old mage, we can say, hey, try to contact Fair Aimseer to get to us quicker. Delegation. Look for the crater downed dragon. Send ASAP. So who are you sending your messages to? Old mage. Okay. Uh, Camion. Okay. And we've got a third one. We might as well try to do. Uh, yeah, we know. Uh, do we have a third one? Bl- do you well, have a girl's third? Girl's just gonna watch? steal. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna steal Darren right now. I'm not stealing anything. I'm utilizing his walkie-talkie to save his life. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ed will. Hey, try to... this guy might be fucking dead in an hour. I'm gonna take this. <laughs> Taking it. Wow. Uh, yeah. I'm preemptively inheriting it. Yeah. Uh, Anyone's inheriting Darren Dunn's shit, it's me. <laughs> you were Sid. <laughs> Who are you sending the third message to if you want to sit Blizz down? Blizz Fizzle Nozzle. Blizz Fizzle Nozzle. Okay. Yeah. So you sit down to try to attune to the, the third watch as Arbidon and Etsuko send their messages out. Uh, Arbidon tries to contact. Um, Camion and Etsuko attempts to contact the old mage. Uh, they both send their messages out, and uh, it is. Let's see, what time of day would it be? Uh, you spent the third day marching for the most part. It's the late afternoon, early evening. So. That actually does work out for the old yeah. mage. Um, Magic. 
Camion receives the message and uh, <laughs> the only message that Arbadon received in return was affirmative. Okay. Sounds like Camion. That's fair. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> the message Etsuko gets back from the old mage simply said, Stay where you are. I will try to send help. And Grawl, as you're sitting attempting to attune to this watch, this somber mood filling the air as you're all standing or sitting nearby Darren well Dessel Darren Dunn's fallen form the silence is broken by a terrible howling shriek that echoes down from the storm wall it is joined by a thunderous bone-quaking roar and the two sounds intermingle a hiss that sounds like the cracking of lightning and the roar of a tempest breaks through the open air the rumble of cracking stone as a roar joins the tumult something out there is fighting and their conflict shakes the earth beneath your feet and tears at the air within the sky. What have we done? We fucked up Something so bad. Dope. I forgot about what was in the storm. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't, but I don't know. <laughs> Even as your gaze is drawn up towards the storm wall in sudden realization about what might be happening out there, everyone, and I mean everyone, because those of you sitting here next to Dessel Darendun see this. People near the tops of Fair Ames here see this. People who are organizing riots in the streets of Stormhaven see this. A hobgoblin legion that has made its way to the very edges of the world see this. A half-orc and a human ex-paladin cleric of the Jarashir see this. These long, terrible, rippling coils bulging up out of the storm in the eastern side of the valley. Huge, rippling scales that shine and Cascade with a rainbow of lights, lightning dancing off of it. And as you watch this ripple of mountainous flesh moves in a convulsion that starts directly above you 
and begins to move. Slowly but surely, you watch this wave of something, this creature, ripple around the perimeter of the Tempest Rest Valley. There's a rumbling, terrible roar that is suddenly, horrifically, cut short. And as that moment passes, as the world was suddenly consumed with chaos and noise and terrible implication, as soon as it came, it is over. And I think it is there that we are going to end tonight's session of Material Components. Because as always, you can find us on Twitter at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You guys, I think I'm grounded. <laughs> <laughs> or, and hear me out, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Uh, does feeding a Tarask to this big snake, does that count as the one-third sacrifice that... <laughs> <laughs> the jar sheer believe in are we all good now i think we're good it's covered <laughs> we're covered when it just comes to pure meat weight is that what ozzy the hawk oh, yeah. was talking like, about is that what he's talking about i think Cherish, so. Cherish says that and tirza goes well there's actually many different theological theories about that <laughs> and that's the pan up away from the episode <laughs> Oh, God, you guys. Wow. Elliot, where can we find you? <laughs> they just said. What he said? Yeah. Oh, God, I totally <laughs> missed it. I was, so, I was so busy thinking about how fucked we are. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at CryoutOlivia. Uh, come hang out. Come talk with me about life. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the end. Oh, God. Where do I start? Where do I start? <laughs> um, if you want to find me, you can do so at the Redimus. Um, at a certain point, I was just like, yeah, we just have him. We just, we just dominate monsters. We just have him climb the storm wall. No problem. No problem. Cool. 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 <laughs> Hand out. Yeah, no, it just panned out. Like, I don't know if it's going to pan out well. It's just we have a result and we don't know how to read it. So that's fun. Uh, find me. And uh, yeah, uh, tell me all the things I could have done. Um, and instead of uh, finding me on social media, um, what you can do is take the pent-up anxiety and stress from an uh, an episode like this uh, and use that energy to rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to uh, it on. Uh, please, please do that. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. We will 
Um, oh, and if you include the name of an NPC in the subject line, we will, of course, include that NPC uh, name in our uh, show. It doesn't matter how silly or stupid the name is. We will put it in. Um, so please do that. Uh, boy, wow, this show getting it's getting pretty good, Mike. Getting pretty pretty good. Yeah. Look, even even your NPC could end up as a gnomish sheep farmer on the plane of Bytopia. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Personal friends with Garl Glitter, Glittergold. Um, that's, that's high status. Living living the dream, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but yes, as always, you can find me on Twitter, at MKGurgoni, where you can ask me about what on earth could kill a Terrasque, or at the very least, uh, cause it to inure itself back into the earth, because, as we all know, the Terrasque may never die, it simply waits. Or but leastways... <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Um, but of course, you can find our good, good friend Omatep over on Twitter at NPC underscore AN. I am sure he is very soon to be reunited with his monkey companion, and all shall be right in the multiverse. Right? For a fee. Right. For a fee. For a fee. Finder's fee. <laughs> it's only right. Ah, thank you all so much for listening. As always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.